I actually have a bit. Oh, all right, shoot. It's Saturday Night Fever! <laughs> Starring Hate Watch, Great Watch, Allison Yakulis, Hunter Bush, Tina Dillon, musical guest, the Bee Gees. That's it, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Alright. Although you're probably listening to this on a Wednesday, because we come out every other Wednesday. That's, that's every, every other, other Wednesday. Wednesday. But, yeah. Good job. I didn't say it was Saturday Night Live. I said it was Saturday Night Fever. Sure, yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. It ain't Saturday night unless... Yeah, you could have the fever all week, though. It's yeah. not live anyway. It doesn't matter. It is live. We record live. Yeah. I've just been saying this for three years. <laughs> that doesn't check out. I've been trying to drive home to everyone. We record live. No one seems to understand. Oh, you should, at the end, you should have asked me, did you make that up? Because <laughs> <laughs> then I could say... Yeah, I saw it on TV and then I made it up. Oh, boy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Boy, this movie's full of gems. Hey, watch, great watch. Hey, watch, great watch. Hey, watch, great watch. I hate them all, but I just can't stop. Okay, yeah, let's, uh, really quickly, like, this is a very strongly written movie. It really is. Like, the dialogue is great. Now, it's based on a, a, an article, or maybe it's a series of articles, but, like... Oh, that, I think that sounds true. Yeah, um, <laughs> Or, or that, that sounds like something I, I heard I think about. that sounds true. No. <laughs> Those uh, words don't inherently sound like a lie. No, no, Cause, no. It's because you can't, you can't hear how shifty my eyes were the whole time. No, I mean, like, that sounds like, that, that rings a bell. Um, sounds like something I heard before. Nick Cohn wrote a story, it doesn't say for what, and I forgot to look it up, but it's called Tribal Rights of the New Saturday Night. Mm -hmm. And this definitely has a feel of that, the structure and everything, like, it's about, like, youth and young manhood. It, it tiptoes into, like, women at, at the era, but, like, it was written by a man. Yeah. Main characters are men. And, like, probably the article was similar, you mm -hmm. know. But, like, it definitely has that, like, the, all the all the ancillary, the satellite stories have that sort of, like, um, after-school special. Oh, totally. Like, this is what's really happening, like, you know, uh, feel to them. It's all a little exaggerated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think, I think it's that, and then it's heightened for, you know, for film. Mm -hmm. And to squeeze into the runtime. Listeners... We're very excited to be in the same room as our guest. Eight time, 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 eight time. I'm pretty sure it's eight time. Tina Dillon returns to the show. Yeah. Finally, The Rock has come back to WrestleMania. Yep. Yeah. Take that, Beerman. Fuck off, bro. Wow. I love Beerman. It's fine. It's friendly fire. Call him a jabroni. <laughs> I mean that fits in with the movie, doesn't it? Kind of, yeah. There's they're all a bunch of fucking jabronis. <laughs> all of them. There's not a non-jabroni in the whole movie, maybe. 
you almost broke my pussy finger. <laughs> what is that, like the fifth line of the movie? Which one is the pussy finger? The it's middle whichever one. one you use, but I mean, yeah. Middle the middle one. one's the longest one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was middle or index or maybe pinky because it's the little guy. <laughs> who's using the little guy? I don't know who's got big knuckles. Like, oh god. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, I just pictured this like Guillermo del Toro monster with long, thin fingers, big, round knuckles. <laughs> I like the big, round knuckles. Kind of looks like the hand motion for balls. Yeah, big <laughs> testicular knuckles. <laughs> Guillermo's like just as I envisioned it in my nightmares. <laughs> call this monster Pussyfinger. I don't think Guillermo del Toro has nightmares. I think nightmares have Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah, and he loves it. They're BFFs. <laughs> and Tina, you chose this film, and the listeners should already know what it is, because I yelled it at them immediately after they hit play. I did choose this film. But... And not for any good reason. I mean, I'd seen it before a long time ago, and I remember liking it, but... I um, was scrolling through Instagram when he asked me what movie I wanted to watch, and there was a Saturday Night Fever video on, and I was like, that's the one we're going to watch. And that's how we got here. Yeah. Um, Saturday Night Fever. 1977. 1977. uh, Directed by John Badham. So, yeah, he... Did a lot of TV movies and shot, like, single episodes, or directed single episodes for television. But he also did uh, Short Circuit. And yes. this movie was his second non-TV movie feature. Oh, yeah. and yeah. The, Which is makes sense because it also has the feel of a TV movie. Oh, like, totally. It's the subject matter. It's that after-school special vibe. Like, definitely. Yeah. I could see choosing him for this. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's written by Norman Wexler, the screenplay, based on that article uh, by Nick Cohn. Mm-hmm. But Norman Wexler wrote a bunch of stuff. Um, not, like, a ton. Like, seven or eight features, I think. Uh, but Serpico, notably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, which there's a there's a poster on Tony's uh, bedroom wall of Pacino as Serpico. Yeah. Um, and Raw Deal, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, which I've actually never seen, but I've heard, I've listened to other podcasts that have covered it, and like it sound, it also sounds like it has like it's a lot of like good dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, Serpico, I think I definitely think does, and this I think does. Um. Yeah, but he also weirdly wrote the sequel to this six years later, Staying Alive. Mm-hmm. Which I... I didn't know that was the name of it either. Yeah. Um, it's... I saw it once. Uh, I've seen both of these movies once. I saw Saturday Night Fever um, one time about seven or more years ago uh, on Thanksgiving because I was uh, at home at my mom's and she generally does not let me uh, into the kitchen. <laughs> Because I am just in the way. Occasionally, she'll be like, here, cut these vegetables. But usually, no. And she's got a system, and I'm just, I guess I'll just fuck it up. Honestly, whenever we cook together, either you're the one, you know, making the thing, and I take direction, or, often more frequently, I'm just yelling at you to do things while I do things. Well, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But she has a whole system, and apparently I would fuck it up, so... Yeah, I end up spending Thanksgiving at my mom's just watching a lot of things that are about to expire from Netflix, and this was one, and I was like, you know, I've never seen this, but, like, I get it, you know, 
Yeah, this uh, was a first through, watch for me. Yeah, through and... cultural osmosis. I'm like, I get this. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, no, this is, like, way darker than I was expecting. I thought this was just a dance movie. I thought it was going to be, like, Step Up, or Step Up 2, The Streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I had definitely heard that this was, you know, darker. I used to get it confused in title with Boogie Nights, because Boogie Nights sounds like it should be a dance movie. It's not. It's a movie about pornography. It's but, also about youth and young manhood. Yeah. And yeah. And I mean, like, they are approaching, you yeah. know, some... And his penis. Uh, and his penis. Some similar concerns of young men. Yeah, similar era. Yeah. But, yeah, different movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, no Burt Reynolds in this. Yeah. Nobody's a big, bright, shining star in the mirror. <laughs> I don't know, man. Travolta... <laughs> No, yeah, he he looks really good in this. But like, like, not only that, he's he is really good in this. Yeah, it's a very. I mean, like, he's just well, he's playing an Italian meatball. Right, sure. and he's playing he, a whole meatball is... sub, and he's real good at it. But yeah. like, he's really good in this. This is the most Travolta Travolta has ever been. It's wild, like because it's like a shade less caricaturish than um uh his uh Welcome Back, Cotter. What's his name on that? Oh, um. Fuck, oh I'm, I'm blanking, I and I should too. know this. Uh, Barbino? Yeah, Barbarino. Vinny Barbarino. That's it. He's like a shade... He, Vinny Barbarino is like a shade more of a cartoon than than uh, Tony Monero. But, like, it's not, that, it's not that... It's not that dark a shade. It's like... He literally is playing the character that Eddie Murphy talks about in his stand-up. Yeah. Or the guy that sees Rocky and thinks he can, like, just kill people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Italian guy that sees Rocky and is like, oh, I'm basically Rocky. He's going to fight people in the movie theater? Yeah. Yeah, it's that's that's the character. Oh, yeah. Boy. And like, <laughs> but there's stuff in this. There's emotional, cho- I swear to God, this sounds like bullshit. There's emotional choices that Travolta makes in this that really astounded me with how interesting they were. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, he ends up being, you know. Like, and like, like, not written choices. I mean, no. like, acting choices. No, where but I was he, just like, he wow. ends up feeling very real. And very sensitive and very sympathetic in a way that, like, I wouldn't have gotten from how this character would be written or described, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's very unlikable overall, but, like, he manages to make you feel Yeah, you kind of, he's part of a crew, there's five guys, and they all got names like, you know, uh, Bobby and Joey and JJ and whatever and whatever. Yeah, they don't even call him JJ, it's Double J, J. which confused me. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else would call him JJ. I'm just saying. Uh, maybe they already knew a JJ. So he's double J? Like... Yeah. Oh, boy. Listen, I had two friends named James. We didn't call either of them James. We called them each by their last name. Yeah, sure. Until the one stopped... Like, you know, we stopped socializing and then he moved away or went to college or whatever. And then we were just like, well, you got promoted to being called James now. <laughs> Growing up, a couple of my friends had... They went to school with a couple Allisons. So only at, like group hangouts or their birthday parties was i not the only allison we never reverted to just call me by my last name and nobody has until like recently it's been a thing that everybody does yeah so i don't know i think i had to grow into it which mm. is weird you want me to call you double j now double j double no. a oh god not even double a you can be oh yeah. boy you can be whoever you want to be yeah Ugh. yeah you could say the y is silent I support allison you. akulis oh boy <laughs> Well, that's a thing now. <laughs> just it's double A. Hey, welcome to A-Watch, great watch. Just because you have a nickname where you chopped a letter off. Yeah. 
<laughs> As was the style at the time. I know. J-Lo was doing it. We were all doing it. I remember the, the night that that was a thing was we had gone to your mom's house for dinner. And yeah. we were talking about J-Lo and your names. And, yeah. You know, and who would you be? And you're like, I guess I'd be H-Bus. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you can say cool stuff like, ladies love to ride the H-Bus. I hate that. Or, suckers get thrown under the H-Bus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I said ladies ride the H-Bus to him, but I sat on it for two years <laughs> until I wow. had the right moment. She sat on the H-Bus for two years. <laughs> She I think it's her been stop. a bit longer than that. <laughs> she missed her stop. But no, I'm just, I'm so proud, not just of having that, but also the restraint to wait until the time yeah. was right for that. You kept it in your pocket. I did. Yeah. Half the time I, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to use that later and I forget about it completely. Well, yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. Comedy. I know, it's hard to be old and funny. Well, intentionally, <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think it's an auspicious uh, day that we ended up, you know, covering Saturday Night Fever. Uh, it is the day that I found out that the Foo Fighters have announced their next, like, thing is going to be, like, uh, like a four or five song thing of, um, I think it's all going to be Bee Gees covers. Mm -hmm. And they're rebranding themselves as the DGs, which I guess stands for the Dave Grohl, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, which is hilarious. Yeah, um, you said I, you're a big fan of the Bee Gees. I really do love the Bee Gees. Now... I was this always is... more of a Casey and the Sunshine band, which there was one song in there, Boogie Shoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but... Um, Casey and the Sunshine band uh, are, like, the Swiss army knife of, like, disco music. Because yeah. you're just like, wait, 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 that's also them? Like, 90% yep. mm -hmm. of the disco songs you know are, like, yeah. Casey and the Sunshine band. The the Halloween mixes always want to use Boogeyman. That's Casey and the Sunshine band. Yeah, that's great. It's a great song. Yeah. Um... I like, so I always like the Bee Gees. This is, I, I like it more now. I like the disco stuff more now. But I always like the um, early, I don't know what you, you know, like the pop uh, group, like, Bee Gees stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, literally my favorite Bee Gees song is uh, I've Gotta Get a Message to You. Yeah. Um, after I saw that the, you know, Foo Fighters had announced this thing, and I, I couldn't find a list of, like, what songs they decided to do or whatever, um, what covers they might be doing. And, uh, I was just like, man, I really hope they cover that. And then I was like, I'm going to listen to that again. Guess what? That song's fucking still amazing. <laughs> that song's great. Yeah. Um, I like that era Bee Gees more than, like, disco Bee Gees, but I have grown into really liking the disco era Bee Gees. Oh, like, yeah. Well, I mean, and they're, they're a classic for that. Yeah, they define yeah. the genre. Yeah. I mean, partially yeah. because of this movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, this this movie is... It's like a time capsule. It is, but it also helped codify the the look and the sound of, you know, disco. Mm -hmm. Especially, well, as it, as it was presented. I wasn't there. Right. Um, you know, but like, and, you know, stuff always comes off as a little, maybe a little not quite, you know, authentic or whatever. But the way disco was portrayed pretty much consistently after this point was this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It's also, it happens, well, the movie is made pretty late into the disco era. Yeah, like, 77. It's almost into the 80s. So it's made in 76, you got to figure. Well, I mean, that happens even with, like, uh, I early 2000s. I think it 2007. It was made in 77. Well, I only say that because yeah. I know... It's possible. Apparently, John Travolta had to leave the set to go to his then-girlfriend's funeral. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. And uh, Diane Highland? I think that's, yeah. I think that's her Diane, name. Diane, I think, is right, but I don't, um, I don't remember the last name. I think name. it's Diane Highland. Anyway, she died in 1977. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, no, um, I've, I've, you know, read about this movie and stuff. Uh, 
Travolta has become a um, you know, genre actor. He, you know, he was a serious actor for a while, as you may or may not know, listeners. And you know, and he did some stuff that's like I think is great and is fun. And you know, he's like like Broken Arrow, John Woo's Broken Arrow. Yeah, is like I think a perfect movie, and I'll fucking fight you about it. God, and the I same, love Broken the same, Arrow so much. And the same goes for Face Off. Yeah, I think they're yeah. both like perfect movies for what they are. And he's, you know, really fucking good in both of them. Doing different things. Totally different things. Yeah. Um, you know, Broken Arrow is a military thriller. So, like, that should be kind of whatever. But it's it's awesome. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Because John Woo has a grudge against helicopters. And yeah. he decided to make a helicopter snuff film where he kills <laughs> as many helicopters on screen as Dude, he can. there are a couple of helicopter crashes. And usually you get one. <laughs> fucking love john woo john woo open invitation to come on the podcast anytime <laughs> yes i will quit my job if your only availability is a day i am scheduled to work um i did want to quickly interject the release day on this was apparently the 16th of december 1977 so, end of the year, yeah. so okay. that makes sense yeah. that yeah. gives a lot of room for them yeah, yeah. to have still been in production and doing yeah. post-production yeah yeah but, uh, yeah, so, you know, Travolta's career after the, he, because he tried to be a straight ahead, like, marquee actor around, you know, from this time and forward. He's in some good stuff, some bad stuff. And then his career sort of fizzled out. Quentin Tarantino famously revived it with Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Then he, he's hung around kind of ever since, but he's gotten more and more, like, into genre stuff. But he also has, like, you know, more firmly become, like, John Travolta, like, this, you know, persona. Mm. Um, you know, but like, there's choices in this that are like really interesting. And as I said, like, I've read things about this movie just talking about Travolta as an actor's legacy, and like, a lot of people think that you know the the death of his girlfriend, which was you know tragic. It was you know, yeah, just, yeah. there's nothing really to say about it. It was you know, but um, that that may have informed his like vulnerability on the you know during the shoot, because mm. like. The, the scene where he and uh, Stephanie, like, where she's like, oh, I kind of like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes her to the bridge, he rattles off all his bridge trivia, and then she, like, kisses him on the cheek. Yeah. He, like, wells up. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a, it's, I mean, you know, he, I, I don't know what movie you would see that in. Yeah. Like, you know, he's been after this girl, trying to win her over. She's like, oh, I think I like you. And instead of, like, turning and kissing her or embracing her or, like, smiling or, you know, he, like, looks like he's about to cry. Well, but the bridge sequence happens right after he finds out that there's perhaps a rival and that maybe she's, you know, playing with him a little bit. Yeah. And so, like... by all accounts, he should not have won her over. He (laughs) did not do anything right. Nothing. No, no, no. No, he's, uh, he's bad. (laughs) Tony is bad. Here's, he means well, but he is bad. Here's the thing, though, is that, like, she's also definitely got the feeling of putting on airs. Okay, There's a lot so in the dialogue that's, you know... I said this while we were watching it, and I mean no disrespect if uh-huh. any of them are listening, but some of the things in this movie remind me of talking to my younger co-workers, where, you know, you just are like, oh... Oh, every once in a while they say something, you're like, right, you're 20, or you're, you know, you're 23, or whatever. You're still figuring out who you are. And the best way you can figure out who you are is to just say, like, this is me now. Yeah. You know? 
be like, I'm this now. Because you don't know any other way to... Because, like, you haven't lived enough of a life to understand that, like, just being that... Like, just doing... Like, oh, I'm a tea drinker now. Just drinking tea long enough, people will know you're a tea drinker. We won't have to be told. Yeah. You know? But if you're like, oh, I'm a tea drinker now. I've known this for five days. Right. Then you're like, well, I have to tell everybody. <laughs> I have to define myself as these things. Well, and there's a lot of that in this. There's a lack of subtlety, too. If you order... If you order a cup of tea, we know you're a tea drinker. Right. If you everybody orders to... everybody orders coffee and you order tea, we're like, oh, okay. Right. Well, also... If everybody orders burgers and you order a veggie burger, we understand there's something there. Also, it's funny how little he cares because he keeps inviting her out for coffee even after yeah. their whole tea <laughs> sequence. So, like, yeah, he... Yeah. Either, either it's just being used as a euphemism or, like, well, actually it probably is because he yeah. also orders a burger when they went out for coffee and that's not what happens. Well, he ordered a coffee, too. <laughs> I know, No, but, but you weren't paying attention. The burger comes, like, on the side of the cup. Uh-huh. Like a biscotti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was a yeah. whole-ass burger, not For like dipping. when they went to... Uh, not like when they went to White Castle and had the little mini Johns. Oh, you mean when they went to White Castle and acted like a goddamn bunch of hyenas? <laughs> Barking in this Listen, place. That is not that the is code horrifying. of conduct. Not the code of conduct for a white castle. No. <sighs> I mean, I, I wish don't really... Harold and Kumar had shown up and kicked their asses. I don't really know what the code of conduct is for White Castle because we haven't had them in Philadelphia in like what, like twenty five years. Stop. Yes. I'm sorry. Are you gonna? Are you about to posit that it might be okay? <laughs> I, mean, like, I don't know what the code of conduct is. Maybe that's all I, right. I, I no, it's not. Sh- I, I guarantee it's not. I can't not. say for sure that it's not, but I'm willing to bet that it's not. That's there not is this. no fast food establishment chain, maybe a privately owned one, <laughs> owned by like a lunatic. Like, what's his face? Uh, 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 Cat Scratch Fever, that dickhead. Oh, Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent, yeah. Maybe if Ted <laughs> Nugent owns a fucking fast food eatery, he's like, yeah, buddy, bark on the table. I don't care. Cat Scratch Fever, I'm a lunatic. I carry a hunting bow with me everywhere I go. Okay, Ted, calm down. Maybe that's true. But there's no chain. There's no national chain where they're like, it's fine, let them bark. The only reason you let customers bark is you are afraid to stop them. That should not be the case. We should arm all our fast food workers with, I don't know, maces. Not guns. Guns should be outlawed. Everyone should carry maces. Spears. Uh, Cudgels. Old-fashioned medieval weaponry. I was Googling Googling medieval weaponry, uh, and, like, I wanted to look at a photo closer, you know? Mm -hmm. And I clicked it. It ended up being an eBay, like, listing for, Mm. you know, some medieval shit. Mm -hmm. And um, because uh, my phone is, like, all this shit is linked, um, now every time I check my email, it's like, uh, more medieval weaponry you might want from eBay. I'm like, I didn't want any. I I don't want you to think I'm somebody that wants to buy a mace. Facebook keeps trying to sell you a pike. I wouldn't. Yeah, I would not buy a mace, but I didn't go there to buy a mace. I wasn't ready to take on the responsibility of being mace guy. (laughs) Listen, ready or not, here it is. I am wearing a t-shirt with Dolly Parton and two crossed maces. Oh, you are. Look at you go. Yeah. So, I think you've embraced it. I feel like the algorithm will start branching out and offer you things like chainmail underwear next. Oh, God. Just in case you weren't ready for the weapon. Call me Rusty Balls. Might be more defense, I guess. Speaking of Rusty Balls. Oh, boy, there's some... These guys. There's some weird dynamics at play in this movie. And, I I mean, I'm inferring from watching this movie, The 70s. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, hey, I'm going to go out to the car that we all spend 80% of our time in and um, have unprotected sex in the back seat. 
and you're all going to be dying to get in there right after. Yeah. yeah. And the windows are up, and it's warm. Yeah. And, uh, Everybody's wearing polyester. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everybody's wearing fabrics you know, that famously don't breathe. Yep. Right. The seats aren't absorbent, which is like, I don't know, maybe good, maybe bad. Yeah. I mean, I mean A, yeah, it's not absorbing all these fluids that are definitely back there, but uh-huh. also... It's you're just in a puddle. I mean, nobody's wiping it down. No, they're not wiping it down. I, listen, they're dumber than dirt. I know for a fact that they were. They're not conscientious. They got on a table at a White Castle and barked. I mean, they're they're dancing, so they're sweating. Yeah, yep. apparently, John Travolta. They're also needed, high as kites. John, oh yeah, they're John Travolta a bunch of needed two identical suits for each scene so that he could have one oh, because I he bet. sweats through them. Dude, he, yeah. So like he fucking earned he earned having to get a second suit like honestly, yeah. He's yeah. dancing his ass off in yeah. this movie. But like that just tells you how sweaty they all are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and again, they're all doing speed or whatever. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. beginning one of these fucking meatballs and I can say that I am also at least half meatball. Um <laughs> Like a, I'm like a meatball sandwich made on a Kaiser roll, if you want to think of me as a food man. So, oh, man, gosh, yeah, man. that's pretty accurate. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um... I'm a kugelist with a side of wiener schnitzel, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Do you want I'm not interested in a side of wiener schnitzel. <laughs> Honestly. You want the main course. <laughs> I'm here for the knuckle. <laughs> the kugelist is better. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Tina. Oh. Oh, welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Woo! You're welcome. Finally, the rock has come home. <laughs> oh, How good to be back. Um, yeah. Uh, wow. What were we even talking about? Uh, Nobody knows. The level of swamp ass. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's that yeah. every single person has. Oh yeah. In the beginning, one of these guys is like straight up doing like a a, a low key Hunter Thompson uppers donors screamers laughers like thing when he's talking about what they're taking with them to the club that night. Mm-hmm. He's like, we got ups, we got downs, we got this. I got a thing about good, you know, like whatever. Yep. And uh, I guess they. I guess club kids haven't changed. Just the stuff that they used. Yeah. Did. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it was the same thing when I was briefly, like, I was a satellite club kid. I didn't, I've mm-hmm. never been a big club guy, but my friends were, and I would, you know, I wanted to be with my friends, so I'd go to things. Sure. Um, yeah, it was very similar. You know, we'd drink a bunch of limoncello mm-hmm. that my mom had made, and then we would uh, get on the L and go to, like, shampoo for goth night. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Or 80s night. R.I.P. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess, it, I, I mean... Tony Travolta, he's like the leader, the de facto leader, kind of. Like, they all look up to him. They all listen to what he says, basically. Yeah, well, because he's the popular dance boy. Yeah. I was, um, I was wondering, is he supposed to be older than them, maybe? He... Because he's 19, he says. I he's mean... Actually, I did the math. He's actually 22 or 23 when he's filming it. But right. Like, so, not far off. Yeah. But he looks... He just looked... He didn't look 19, like... I mean, like, I think look, part he, of that's, like, uh, Bobby is a lot shorter than the other guys well, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bobby's the only other one. That's the thing is, when the movie starts, you're like, maybe he's like the good one in the group. Yeah. Like the morally less reprehensible one, but he's not. And then you're like, you know, Bo- but Bobby is. Yeah. Uh, you know, to put it in Simpsons terms, you know, Todd, you're the quietly religious guy that goes insane. Like that's that's yeah, Bobby. Accurate. Yeah. Yeah, Joey, we don't really get a lot of. JJ's got like double double J. Which has one got, is like... which one is Joey and which one is double J? Because double J no is idea. the fucking like. 
thousand yard stare like serial killer fucking yeah, looking yeah. guy. Oh, the one that's like, always playing with. He fire. looks like a psychopath and is always playing with that lighter that he's got turned way the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. he looks like the Ice Man. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because yeah, then, then there's also Gus who gets beaten up. Oh, and Gus gets beaten up and he's out of the movie for a lot of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then Joey's just like the other guy that's there. Yeah, yeah. Third, yeah. third, third yeah. male lead of the group. Yeah. 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 Um, he seems to be the one that's most into drugs, I guess. Yeah, I think he's the guy that always has drugs on yeah. him. And then, uh, I mean, I guess that would make Double J like the muscle kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's uh, quickly let's run through the plot of the movie. I mean, it's 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 light on plot. Yeah, it follows Tony, which is Travolta. He's he just navigates li- life and work and dancing and right. love. He kind of just wants to, um, you know, compete in this dance competition, uh, and he starts off wanting to dance with this girl Annette. They dated once; they went on a date, um, but he's not into it, and he knows she still is, but she's a good dancer, good enough that they would have a chance of winning but he sees another girl who's a much better dancer who he actually like might be into uh and that's stephanie and he's you know dumps a net as a partner as a dance partner for stephanie and then starts dancing with stephanie starts falling for her and then they compete in the big saturday night dance and along the way there's a couple of uh trips to a bridge i don't understand why this is a fun activity well, so let's all get first... fucked up and go to a bridge. Like, I mean, the... a that sounds great. No, yeah. no, it's a bad idea. Well, yeah, but... it's a bad idea. I didn't say it was a good idea. It says it sounds like a good idea. Um, like if if at the time when I would be like, hey, let's drink a bunch of limoncello and then go to shampoo. My friends were like, let's uh, do that, and then after the after shampoo, we'll go to a bridge. I'm like, yeah, I like bridges. No, nothing good happens around bridges. The first bridge scene where they good like things that happen around bridges. They trick Annette. Like, they make her think that they all jumped or fell. Yeah. Um, They're all goofing around uh, over the guardrail on, you know, the support structure of the bridge. Oh, oh look over. I'm walking in my big, stupid uh, platform yeah, shoes. Yeah, they all have fucking heels on. Yeah. Like, Yikes. Oh, I don't know. And then they're like, oh, I slipped. But there's, like, a, uh, a lower walk yep. that they drop down yeah, on. Yeah, there's a platform below. And uh, when she gets out of the car and is, you know, upset, they're like, can you dig it? I knew that you could. Very Ugh. Travolta. Um, Which was, yeah, era-appropriate I don't know for sure if that scene was at all scripted. Um, I read online that they wanted to get a natural response out of Annette. Uh-huh. They wanted her to look terrified. So they at no point told her that there was a platform below the bridge. Oh, boy. So apparently her reaction... Was real. Was real. And her yelling at them, you fuckers, was also real. That's not not in the script. Cool. So I don't know if that entire scene was left out of the script or if it was just them falling and her yelling at them. Mm. Yeah. um, Annette is Donna Pescow. Um, She's... She's done some stuff after this, but nothing that uh, I was super keen on. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I think she's really good in this. She is. Um, it's it's hard to say if I just feel more for her as a character. Feel more, you know. Just... Oh, because she keeps getting like the shit end of the stick. Because she really does. Yeah, yeah. Well, she makes like all the every bad decision in the book. But yeah. like, I I I think I like her performance better um, than well, also, Stephanie, I mean, like... which is uh, Karen Lynn Gorney, who also you know. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, in the, you know, world of the film and everything like that, she's, you know, 18 or 19, yeah. hanging out at 
disco clubs and stuff. Yes, and, she's making you know, 18, 19 year old poor decisions. Yeah. And is, yeah, just hopelessly like head over heels for this guy who doesn't really give a shit about her, but sometimes, you know. Well, this, I don't know. Like, it's, it's definitely one of those things where it seems like he likes the attention that she gives definitely. him, but at the same time, like, yeah, isn't totally into her and stuff and doesn't want to be a complete shit heel to her, but kind of can't help himself sometimes. But at least he's honest with like i'm not interested in you sure yeah he's not like stringing her along totally. which would be like way shittier yeah he is very like i don't i don't i yeah, don't know he, he does keep trying to set boundaries for her to the point the that it's is, like it almost comes off as like callous well so here's the thing is that having boundaries is good yeah. but what would be even better is for him to recognize that she's not acting in her best interests and that this is too hot of a situation to like fuck with yeah, 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 I think the trouble is he's just as young as she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, and that's the thing is but, it takes a lot of awareness to do that that not everybody possesses, especially at that age. Right, and yeah. he has territorial issues. Is yeah, he's not yeah. really interested in her, but he doesn't want anybody else to have her either. Right. Well, right. yeah, it's it's that whole pissing contest. Shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, especially not the the dudes in his crew. Yeah. Which yeah, then she decides she's gonna like oh I'll flirt with them that'll make him jealous and then he'll sleep with me which works and then. She's like, well, uh, you know, now it that worked he's... once and it can work again. <clears throat> yeah, right. that goes worse. Yeah, much worse. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, I guess now is as good a time as any to throw a content warning uh, out. Oh boy, there's there's some, there's some content that you should be warned about. Um, yeah, it's it's this is dark. It's pretty heavy. I'm not gonna wallow in it. Um, but you know, be, be aware if you're listening and you don't want to hear this, then it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. What else, what do we want to talk about? So I hadn't actually seen this movie before. This is my first watch. Yeah, you said. And, like, I had been... Uh, Culturally of, aware Well, of yeah, it, yeah, somewhat aware that this had, like, yeah, a little bit of a dark thing to it. Um, it doesn't have as much of, like, you know... It doesn't feel like you have everything fully resolved in the plot, necessarily. Things just kind of happen, and then there's an assumption that, like, people are going to deal with their feelings for this, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, there's a lot that happens that goes totally unresolved. Yeah, I mean, in that way, like, it does feel like, like an article. Like, like you're the like, movie ends the day after Bobby's death. Yeah. Like, like probably, like, hours yeah. after. Yeah, oh, yeah. Five it's not hours even discussed. After. Yeah, it's not even no, a full 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he literally says, I'll tell you later. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I, you know, I feel like there's, like, certain things that, like, kind of get dropped but it's because we're not really because that's not the focus yeah. right and and because this is supposed to feel i guess more real yeah then and and real life is messy yeah and again like i think it feels like an article where you're like ah i followed these guys around for two weeks and this is all the shit that happened but like i stopped following them because i had to write the article i don't know what happened yeah and i didn't talk to all of them all the time so i don't know how they were dealing with like this or that or the other yeah like you know so he's, he's tony's got an older brother frank Junior, yeah. who was a priest and is uh, leading Martin Shaker. Yeah, and he was uh, leading the priesthood and stuff, and he just kind of fucks off to sort of a halfway house. Yeah, he floats into the story and floats right back out. Yeah, yeah. He's um, he's in there to give a better idea of like what Tony's damage is, to what Tony's damage is, and then also for Tony to have the realization of like, oh, I can actually my own person i don't have to be yeah. what everybody else says i am yeah at the near the end of the movie he says there's uh, there's ways of killing yourself without killing yourself yeah 
And I, I think that's a combination of talking to his brother and seeing the guys at the hardware store that have been there for 18 and 15 years. Yeah. I think he's starting to put together the, like, I can just do this. Like, I can just do what I'm doing and not change anything. Right. But, like, do I want that? Right. And he's, you know, he sees his brother. His brother is decided he didn't want to keep doing what he was doing, so now he's changing yeah, things. Brother, and, and also Stephanie's whole thing of, like, yeah. you know, well, like... Hers is a little murkier, for yeah, him especially. Sure. Like, but, like, you know, she, at one point when they're, when they're yeah. out and stuff like that, she's like, well, you know, have you ever thought about going to college? Yeah. You know. Yeah, she's trying to push that. him to be like, hey, you know. Yeah. Like, have you ever wanted anything out? Like, kind of feeling out, like, what his whole deal is I right guess. yeah and he has but he doesn't know what like he he's at least smart like at one point he asks her hey you know you use that word interesting a lot i'm not gonna do the yeah. italian pastiche the whole time but he's like you know use that word interesting a lot and like do you think i'm interesting or do you think i'm intelligent or what and she's like interesting yeah and she's like intelligent i don't know maybe he's like oh that's great and she's like i mean like i don't know i don't know you that well you have you have an interesting you know you have a unique way of looking at things putting things together he's like i don't know that's necessarily intelligent. And, like, I mean, really, yeah, he's the marginally more inward-looking than his peers. Yeah. You know, he's at least smart enough to know that, like, dancing, the only thing that he likes, the only thing that make, gives him any kind of, like, joy is a finite thing. Yeah. Can't do it forever. Right. He's like, I want to find something else that I, I want to find something else that, you know, I get high on that, you know, get that high from. And she's like, like what? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, which is like definitely more introspection than any of his friends definitely have. Yeah, like they just want to, you know, fight and fucking do drugs, and you know they'll be there forever. Right. Yeah. So you know that's why you're like you're kind of watching it going, oh maybe he's like the good one. Eh, I mean like I don't want to describe good good or bad to these qualities, but just like he's the one that wants more than you know just whatever. Yeah. But, I mean he's but, also the one we're following. Yeah. So, but also, like... We get to see all of, like, yeah, his, yeah. you know, bad moments right. as well as his good moments yeah. and have sympathy for them. I was gonna say, but he also sucks. Yeah. He does suck. A he lot. does suck. In a lot of ways. Yeah. In a lot of ways that are just, like... Yeah, some of them, yeah, it's like, oh, it was the times, uh, things, you know... Th things were more acceptable then, that, you know, than would be now, but also just some stuff where you're like, no, it's just terrible. There's no excuse in that behavior. There's good dialogue in the beginning. I mean, yeah. so this. You know, I wasn't expecting this to be as like funny in terms of like the the line deliveries yeah. and yeah. and everything as as it is. It is very funny. It starts off much funnier than it ends. Well, yeah. obviously, yeah. But it's, yeah, shit gets like dark to the point where even having snappy dialogue isn't going to make that right. feel yeah, no. better. But uh, oh boy, yeah. Famously, this starts off you know with staying alive. Oh, dude, he eats pizza like a like I've never seen anybody do this. But he stacks two slices on top of each other and then folds it in half and eats it that way. Yeah. And that seems psycho to me. And I, I can't mean, really... I think it's really efficient. He can't carry two slices and walk. And the in, paint can. And the paint can in the paint can. Still Jesus. really hate it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like a it's, it's like a club sandwich of pizza, yeah, and I hate it. <laughs> You're just saying stuff that I'm sure people listening are like, that sounds good. I hate it. <laughs> well, it's no different than like. Like a stromboli. I feel like it's uh, going to ruin the texture to do that because it's not meant to be eaten that way. I, I think Travolta gets to tell people how they get to eat pizza. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah, I think I think that works for Travolta, baby. All right. I mean, like, you know, I'm sure the, the person that proposed the Big Mac, they were like, I'm sorry, you're going to put a second burger on top of a burger? That's going to fuck up the whole texture. It's not meant to be eaten that way. And now here we are, millions and millions served. They added the special sauce, Hunter. That's what the difference is. You don't know. Maybe there's special sauce on that. 
on the pizza. Yeah. Maybe it was a Thousand Island pizza. Uh-huh. You don't know. I mean, there's definitely a lot of special sauce in this movie, but I hope it's not on the pizzas. Uh, it definitely the was. The Iceman uh, Comet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. They're all Cometh. <laughs> God. You even see John Travolta touch his crotch, I think, twice on screen. Uh, the one is while he's, like, walking around during this and, like... So he starts to follow the girl in the pink dress and turns back around and he adjusts himself a little bit. I mean, and I know that's got to be the pants, though. Yeah, well, and then again, when he wakes up uh, the morning after and stuff where they do that pan up and stuff, he, yeah. like, gets up and adjusts his crotch and then, like, is like, Al Pacino. Yeah. I don't think I noticed either of those. Oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but uh-huh. I, I didn't notice it. Yeah, when he wakes up in bed, and it, yeah, hilariously... I didn't realize that the crotch watch wasn't a thing we were all doing. No, I wasn't God. on the... Welcome back to crotch watch. I know, seriously. With Allison Akulis. Oh, boy. Hate watch, crotch watch. Uh, yeah, he yeah, wakes I up... Yeah, I do. It's a, <laughs> it's a hilarious pan up his body from his feet yeah. all the way up to find that he's just laying there with his eyes open, like yeah. with his thousand-yard stare of like... I was like, what are, what are they trying to convey He seemed here? hungover to It me. was for sure yeah. the hungover face. Yeah. Yeah, for a second I was like, is this a what did I do last night face? <laughs> or, yeah, and then... No, you... it seemed just like a don't puke in the bed, though. Yeah, no, it was... And then, yeah, he just, like, sits on the edge of the bed and, and adjusts his junk right into the camera. Yep. But there's good... There's really good dialogue in the, in the beginning of this. So the, the staying alive, the famous staying alive sequence with him carrying a paint can is because he works at a hardware store... They're out of a specific shade of paint, so he goes, like, across town to another hardware store to buy the paint and then run it back and sell it to their customer. Mm-hmm. We don't know this, and it doesn't seem like there's any urgency because he stops to eat the double-stacked pizza and put $5 down payment on a shirt. And, and like, chase two girls. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he gives the guy five. He's like, you do layaways here? And the guy's like, yeah, sure, you know, whatever. He's like, as long as it doesn't become a two-year mortgage. And he's like, he has $5 on a blue shirt. I'll be back later, whatever. And he's like, well, don't you want your receipt? And he's like, I trust you. He's like, don't. Don't trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Made me laugh really hard. Uh, and then he, he gets in there. He, you know, his boss is like, how much did he charge you? And he's like, eight fifty. Seven ninety five. Sure. Yeah. The guy's like, oh, well, he needs something. His boss, you know. Yeah. And so then he goes over to the customer and she's like, I'm very upset with you. I've been waiting here like a half an hour. And he's like, well, all right, you know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to drop a dollar off. 10, you know, 10 50, 10 95 or whatever. She's yeah. like, oh, okay, well, thanks. That's so, Travolta's mom. Oh, oh, yeah, playing that? Yeah. Great. <laughs> That's adorable. His sister is the one who served him pizza. Oh, oh no, boy. really? Uh-huh. That's even better. That's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> then we see him uh, <laughs> selling paints and brushes to this guy. <laughs> it says something about the color of his <laughs> wife's ass. Oh, he said he's going to... He's- after doing these two rooms, rooms I'm going to paint my wife's, wife's ass purple. And he's like, what color is it now? He's like, you asking me the color of my wife's ass? He's like, yeah, you brought it up. <laughs> Such a good and the guy just starts laughing and pats him on the shoulder. He's like, yeah, where are those brushes at? Well, he says that it's striped with the stretch marks. Yeah, yeah. he does say that. And then he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. But, like, yeah, it's just so fun. It's such a yeah. funny slice of life. Well, I love that whole opening sequence anyway. It's, it's great. like... Well, he's just got the cool guy down so yeah. good. He, like, not just the strut with the paint can, but then he comes yeah. in and he's, like, swinging the ladder across the room. And, yeah, like, he's, like, he's, spinning around. Everything's got all everybody. this, like, swagger. Yeah, the because the hardware store is very cramped. It's, you know, they're fitting a lot of stuff into very small space. So he's, like, you know, yes, back spinning around customers and around coworkers and stuff to get over there. And, you know, 
answering questions while he's walking and ducking and dodging people and all this. And yeah. It's very, like, confident he's in his element. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got, the, uh, the, I don't know if I mentioned, he's got a Rocky poster on his bedroom wall, which I was like, all right. It all checks out. Respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got the Al Pacino and Stallone posters on his wall, so the Italians. Mm-hmm. Surprised he didn't have, you know, I guess Goodfellas hadn't come out yet, so. <laughs> Scarface wouldn't be around oh, for another another few years, so he couldn't be one of those assholes. Ugh. <laughs> You know. He's like, yeah, I like Scarface. I'm going to base my whole life on it. Have you seen the end of it? Yeah, I don't really remember, though. It's like, okay. <sighs> good luck with that. That's the what they call the moral of the... You know what? You'll figure it out. You can't get me started on Scarface, because that's a whole new podcast. Yeah. I mean, we haven't done it, so, Yeah, we'll you know. do it at some point. Um, I do like uh, his... Uh, is it his dad? No, it's his boss. Where he's like, you know... He's trying to... Um, get a, 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 not a an advance advance there you go he's trying to get because an advance he usually because... gets paid on mondays and he's like you know most other places they pay you you know friday yeah and, his, thursday. and his boss is like yeah but those idiots you know that get paid on thursday or friday they're they're broke by monday he's like this way you get paid monday you got money all week you gotta think about the future tony he's like fuck the future <laughs> he's like you can't fuck the future the future fucks you <laughs> yeah it's a good line which is yeah. yeah it's like all right and he was right turns out it's his boss true. was super right yeah mm-hmm. future fuck tony but good not his butt. No, future future Tony <laughs> fucked Tony. More than anything else. The dinner they play Night Fever. They do. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a right. ton of, I mean, obviously, this is all Bee Gees, pretty much. Yeah. yeah Prominently whole... Bee Gees, and it's great. Yeah, I think there's like four or five Bee Gees like songs. six. Okay. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. It's almost the whole soundtrack. Um, yeah. There's also A Cool and the Gang, yeah. and a Casey and the Sunshine Band, and something else. Disco Duck. Disco Duck. Disco, Disco Duck. Duck is in there. Disco Inferno. There's a disco version of Night on Bald Mountain. Dude, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, they play um, Staying Alive, Night Fever, uh, You Should Be Dancing, uh, More Than a Woman, and How Deep Is Your Love. Definitely. They might even play more that I didn't mm-hmm. write down, but those are the ones I wrote yeah. down. Yeah. All Bee Gees, baby. Mm-hmm. And usually a couple of times, because I guess it was expensive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, they wrote... They wrote these oh. songs for the movie oh okay then, so yeah. they were like hey we're getting our you know yeah getting our money's worth because yeah they're uh, fucking great night fever they use twice um yeah. more than a woman's a bunch but that's because that's their like you know dance sequence song. yeah so they yeah. were practicing to it and yeah they and, use how uh, deep is your love like twice in the last like eight minutes yeah and the first time it was it just it's so weird and then it, you know it makes more sense as the song that you end your movie on yeah because it's like, okay, sure, sure, sure. But, like, when he's just, like, riding the uh, subway dejected, you know, like, and, and uh, aimless and kind mm-hmm. of in shock because, you know, his friend has died and ev- he realizes how, like, awful and hollow everything, you know, is and that he's also made it way worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, you know, th- they're playing How Deep Is Your Love and it's like, that doesn't fit. I mean, there's not, like, a song... There's not a BG song for that, really. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. It's funny, too, because that whole, like, montage is very dramatic, even the way that it's shot. Yeah, yeah. It has weird angles and weird cuts and, like, yeah, lots seems... of lens flares. It's, like, yeah. very dramatic. Yeah, and it's, you know, silent. He's not even... He's not interacting with anybody. No. No, he's on a completely empty subway car, because I think it's supposed to be, like, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he's just riding subway cars, riding around, you know. Yeah. But the music doesn't fit at no. all. No. It's 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 a weird choice. Ba, 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 ba. 
Oh yeah, the dinner you were starting to talk about the dinner with scene. His family, because yeah. like there's this, but then also like anytime they're having dinner, it's a whole fucking to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean it's very spirited. Every dinner is spirited. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, he doesn't There's a lot of Italian nonsense at at this dinner table. Well, like, he doesn't have a good relationship with his father. His father is currently unemployed, so I think, like, you know, he himself is dealing with, like, some feelings about that. But he's kind of taking it out on his family. Yeah. Yeah, well, also, uh, Tony is contributing. They mentioned that he, like, pays for the food or whatever. Yeah. So I think he's got issues about, like, Tony being the one who's paying the bills or sure. buying the food. Yeah. Um, there is a part in this that I absolutely love where he says he's not going to have dinner because he doesn't want to get his shirt dirty. He's like, I already got my shirt on. And he's like, your mother's sauce don't drip and it don't taste. Yeah. <laughs> and then they cut to him sitting at the table and he's wrapped in like a sheet. He's, yeah, he's got a drop cloth <laughs> around himself. It's mm-hmm. so funny. Yeah, it's great. It's a great like comedy beat. Yeah. So um, good. And then they're all like sniping at each other and his dad keeps hitting him in the back of the head and then uh you know, he's like, Hey, watch the hair and then he looks at like you know, his mother like off screen and he's like, I spent a lot of time with my hair and then he hits it. Which is apparently not scripted. <laughs> that was <laughs> which totally is, improv. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> I said especially now if you look at Travolta's IMDB photo and he is like Mr. Clean smooth yeah Mm -hmm. yeah his friends come to pick him up and i don't remember who's driving but whoever the fuck it is cannot drive and it's horrifying like i would not well it's not that they can't cannot drive okay it's like he doesn't give a single fuck about traffic laws yeah no yeah i mean he's just all over the place yeah they're a bunch of hormonal immortals like they're gonna live forever nothing's gonna touch them dude I had friends that drove that bad. Yeah. I only went with them the once, and then that was it. Right, right. But you're not <laughs> Tony, Brooklyn, you know, yeah, 1977 sure. guy with nothing. Like, Yeah, I know. It was the 70s, so everybody's got cocaine and feels in- invincible. And I get it. I just, they're, they're like all, they're all teenagers. They all yeah. feel invincible. Like, you know. I didn't feel that invincible at 19. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying you did, but like, clearly they do. Sure, yeah. Because what you're saying is like, I don't know why he still goes to them. Because he doesn't see a problem. Yeah, I mean, everything they do in this is clear that they don't think there are any consequences for their actions. Yeah. They are clearly immortal. Yeah. They, there's nothing that they actually take any time to think about. No. It's he, actually, because that that's, that's uh, Bobby's whole pickle is him being like, oh, well, now my girlfriend's pregnant, so I guess there are consequences, and this yeah. sucks. Right. Well, and he's the only one who's really wrapped up in the consequences of his actions. Yeah, and, right. they, and they don't even, they can't even address his issues Yeah. because they can't face the idea that there are consequences. Right. right. Like, Travolta's so wrapped up in his own thing that he can't even, like, talk to Bobby, you know? Yeah. And Bobby's like, well, I don't want to marry her, but she can't get an abortion because this is the 70s and she's Italian or whatever, and, you know. Yeah. And they're very religious. Uh, and he's like, so that can't happen. Uh, and he asks, uh, you know, Father Father Frank Jr., which is what uh, Travolta's mom calls him at one point. <laughs> Tony's mom calls him at one point. Mm-hmm. Which I just like, Father Frank Jr. is just funny. Mm-hmm. Um, he asks him, like, you think the Pope can give, you know, give Pauline special dispensation to get an abortion? It's like, that's the grimmest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. And, like, you can tell, like, Father Frank Jr. is like, 
I don't think so, man. And then he's just like, I'm going. I, I can't be here anymore. Like, yeah. this is all depressing. Like, I'm I'm leaving the, you know, I'm leaving the church, and this is not where Helping. I want to be yeah. at. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tony starts realizing that there are consequences. Um, so we mentioned Gus, one of, their, one of their running crew, gets beat up. He was carrying groceries, and apparently, like... He got so, jumped. Yeah, some, some guys walked past him knocked his groceries down he you know called them some slurs they beat him up so now you know the rest of the crew are going to go find them and beat them up as retaliation they they do spend a little bit of the movie just like kind of aimlessly wandering around because they think it's this one specific gang the barracudas yeah and so like there's a couple of like sequences of them like looking around for these guys yeah trying to figure out where they hang and yeah they're and they're also at least like thinking enough where they're like we don't want to just be wailing on a couple of guys because that's pussy shit, basically. But we also don't want to, like, get up on right. also, too many four of, of us. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, so they're trying to look for, like, that balance of a, a large enough group that it's not dishonorable, but a small enough group that they can win. Right. And what they end up doing is, like, they find out where they hang out at the, the Barracuda Club, which is just, like, a garage. And they straight up drive their car into it. Well, that's Double J's doing, because he's a fucking madman. Yeah, and then they get out and they fight. <laughs> the other guys were just going to, like, come back later when there were less of them. And yeah. he takes control yeah, he's of like, the we're car doing this and rams now. it through the front of this place. Yeah, so they get out and they fight. And, you know, they get away. Okay, they're all they're all beat up and shit. And they go to see Gus in the hospital. And they're like, yeah, we did it. We beat him up. It was great. Whatever. And he's like, yeah. About that. It might not have actually been the Barracudas, though. I was thinking about that. I wasn't really sure if it was them. And the rest of them are, like, kind of, like, annoyed. But, like, Travolta, that's, like, I think Travolta being, like, we did this thing for nothing. Right. Like, Double J gets mad at um, Bobby because Bobby was, like, the getaway driver. And he backed the car out and then just took off and, like, circled the block and then came back around. And they thought he left them. And then he picks them up and they get out of there. So you know they're like we did this they're like we did this for nothing and you know double j turns to bobby and he's like well you didn't and he's basically like you pussy you you didn't want to get in a fight with people for no reason like he doesn't even have even though bobby didn't leave them behind he still didn't get any lumps so that's like just yeah he didn't didn't earn it whatever you know he Uh didn't earn the respect and whatever yeah but travolta is the only one that seems to really be bothered by this yeah well Well, i think that's the moment where he realizes that like there could be um, uh yeah, there could be fallout from this. There could, these right. guys are going to come looking for them. Right, now. there's consequences. Like, that's right, what I mean. Yeah. Like that's him yeah. contemplating now they have beef like with two other gangs instead of just the one. Right, and like you know? yeah, that oh boy, this could actually have repercussions. Like yeah, although that doesn't even come back. No, it doesn't. No, I mean, he, well, he does a lot of like he keeps telling everybody when they're worried about something, they're upset about something. Don't worry about nothing. Don't worry about nothing. It's like a thing he says several times in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting how he says it because it sounds really convincing. Like, don't mm-hmm. worry about nothing. Like, he's got it under control. He has nothing under control, but he just doesn't think that they should be worried. Yeah. Uh-huh. At one point, about halfway through, Bobby, maybe it's a little more than halfway, Bobby loans uh, Tony his car so that Tony can go help Stephanie move. And um, he's like, yeah, you know, like, but I really need to talk to you, like, tonight, can you give me a call tonight, like, when you're done with all this? And he's like, yeah, 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 no problem. And um, he's like, it's just that, like, I don't want to fuck up anymore, and, like, you always seem so together, and, like, we as the audience know he's not together. Like, we see that he is, like, not come completely falling apart, but, like, things are not as perfect as, like, Bobby seems to think they are, you know. 
Um, he's like, yeah, you, you know, I still want to fuck up. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you're going to call me tonight? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, but you're gonna, so you're going to call me? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just drives off. Like, yeah. and then he doesn't call. Yeah. No. I mean, even speaking of him being more of a fuck up than he looks, in getting the car, his boss fires him at the job. I mean, he gets his job back later, but like at the time, like he's just all of a sudden jobless doing yeah, a favor is a for good a woman dude. that doesn't really seem to be reciprocating his feelings yeah you know yeah like he's made he's kind of made it clear that he doesn't have any interest really in like being friends with her because she's like yeah we, we might just be friends and he's clearly disappointed in that yeah but he's you know so he's like oh maybe i can win her over i mean like he's he's just he's relentless yeah like because the first time he actually talks to her he just makes an ass of himself and like oh totally yeah you know tr but like tries to you know he tries to be like look if she sees how much of an ass I'm willing to make of myself, I guess she'll like me, seems to be his, like, attack plan. Mm -hmm. um, and then that doesn't go well, and he still goes back and tries to talk to her again, and that works. What's interesting about Stephanie's character is I don't like anything about her. I don't think that she... I, I actually don't think she's a better dancer than Annette is. No, no, she he she, just likes her more. Right. There's nothing about her that I think is more appealing than Annette. They, they sort of make you believe that she's, like, the better dancer, she's the better one for him... Just because he likes her. Yeah, yeah. But there's no real good reason for him to like her more than Annette. No, no. She doesn't show him any more attention. She's stuck up. Yeah, yeah. she's just new. Yeah. Yeah, she's just she's, she's just something he doesn't know yet. Right. Yeah. And, it, like, you know, we see, like, his crew and stuff. They're just, like, you know, they, they know all the girls at the club because they go to the same club every weekend. You know, they all know everybody. You know, it's all boring. And then she's somebody he doesn't know. Right, it just touches upon, I think, how childlike he is. Yeah. He's not really interested in her. He's just interested in her because she's she is new. She's the new shiny yeah. toy in the in the club. But yeah, not yeah. that he has any real interest or anything in common with her, and she's not really a better dancer. Yeah, no, no. She's fine. They're you know, but so is Annette. Right. Mm -hmm. And spoilers, it don't fucking matter because the dance they do at the big Saturday Night Fever dance sucks it's trash it's not good no no it's 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 good in a sense that it like closes up an emotional arc for them yeah but like the audience watching the dancing you know like in the club the characters in the film they don't know what their emotional story is and what their arc is so they just see a dance that is mostly like as i said to use wrestling terms rest holds and then like they walk a lot it's very mediocre right. also I mean, I guess we're supposed to see it differently because it's the, their first real kiss. Yeah. But, like, the whole club is just watching them kiss for a minute and a half or whatever. It's not that long. But, like, it feels that long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it probably feels even longer when it's not... It's, it's, they're like, I think they say that they're like the 14th couple. Yeah. So you've been watching, you've watched 13 other couples dance. And, like, we only got a snippet of the couple before them. But they're not bad. They're yeah. fine. They're, they're doing more, like, athletic kind of stuff and, like, you know, like, hip bumps and that kind of stuff. And it's, like, fun and groovy and whatever. And then this, like, fucking basically, like, the disco version of, like, the slow dance yeah. at your prom. Yep. And then, you know, then it's followed up with uh, it's a Hispanic couple who we noticed initially, I think they introduce the they guy as Hector. Hector. And then I forget what they call him later, but it is not Hector. I think afterwards it was Juan. Yeah, like, it's not Hector. And I'm pretty it, sure, yeah, like, they didn't call him Hector, and that's what I was like, oh, it was a, a, a I was like, oh, that's interesting that it was a, a dance we didn't even see one. Right, like, a different Hispanic couple, because they made a point about them, like, being in the wrong neighborhood. Yeah, whatever. yeah, because there's a lot of Italian-Hispanic tension in this. Um, 
So they made a point about that. So I was like, well, it's interesting that there was another Hispanic couple, and then right. they had those comments about this last couple. Right. And then I realized they come up to accept the trophy. It's definitely them. And it's definitely them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, eh, weird, interesting. I don't remember what her name was the first time around. No, I, I think didn't it's catch Maria it. the second time. Yeah. But yeah, it was just it was just really weird. But like their dance was great. And, you know, Tony knows it. Like he's even like, they're so fucking good. And they're like, nah, nah, you got them beat. And he's like, no, but like look at them. They're so much better than us. And then when they, they come in second, and then, you know, Tony and Stephanie get first first place, first prize, and he's like, We shouldn't have won. And he realizes he's like, it's because of racism. And he's like, you know, we're basically family. They're not gonna give it to, you know, the Spanish couple. So he, like, takes the trophy and the money from Stephanie and goes up to them and is like, here, I'm giving this to you. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. And then he's having, like, an existential crisis. Yeah. Uh, oh, when you realize that they're both really, really, really dumb. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, <laughs> like, really that's dumb. their first date, man. Yeah, the first like... date. So, as we said, he, he sees her at the dance studio. He goes there with Annette to practice. And he sees that she has, like, you know, a studio adjacent to them. So he and Annette practice whatever. He's like, all right, I'm, I'm done for the night. Like, why don't you go home? Uh, I'm going to stay here and talk to, you know, the guy that runs the place. He's friends with him. And he's like, um, you know, I'll see you later, Annette. And she leaves. And then he goes over and hits on Stephanie and, again, makes an ass of himself. Doesn't go anywhere. He comes back a week later, tries it again or whatever the next time she's in. And he eventually wears her down to where he's like, come on, go for coffee. And she's like, fine, whatever, you know. <laughs> and uh, they go for coffee. They talk about Romeo and Juliet. He's like, yeah, I think I read that in uh, <laughs> high, high school. school. Yeah. Uh, is that uh, that Shakespeare guy? And she's like, no, the movie, the guy. And he's just like, okay, but like it's the same story. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. And he goes like, what I can't figure out is like, why do you drink the poison so fast? Like you could have like waited to do that. And it's like, oh, God. well, and her response. Well, is... that's the thing is that's already dumb. Yeah. Right. But that's her all... response. Her response is, is so dumber. much dumber. She goes, yeah. that's how they drank poison then. Right. <laughs> fast. <laughs> And it's, god. oh my god. It was the awful. style at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, they're both dumb as dirt. Because for a second, because like I said, I saw this once seven years, better part of a decade ago, right? And I was like, oh, I know she's got like a secret because every time he's going to walk her home, she's like, no. <laughs> I know she's got something. And I was like, I can't remember what it is. And I was like, is she like married? I was like, is she older? There's something there. I can't remember what it is. And I was like, maybe she's older. And married, and it just like goes out on the weekends to dance and like flirt with guys. And I was like, maybe that's what it is. Like, something like that, maybe. And I couldn't remember all of it, right? And then when I was like, so she's like older, more cultured. She kind of just sees him as like a boy toy. I was like, that might be it. And then they go out to this, you know, dinner, you know, coffee date. And she's like, nah, that's just how they drank poison then. I was like, oh no, she's also dumb as dirt. <laughs> yeah, I think she is older I, than him. She she's is. 20, I thought, unless that was a lie. She uh, says something about well, because somebody had asked her at work. I for, I don't I oh, didn't write right, down the right, name, but right. somebody was like, "Oh, yeah. you know, what about what do twenty one year olds think about yeah. this?" And yeah, she's Joe like, Namath. "Well, I'm only twenty. Okay, yeah, yeah." So, but I don't know if she actually is, or if she was just saying that to be well, yeah, quippy or whatever. Right? Because like um, Joe Namath may or may not have ever spoken to her. Yeah. Well, so the yeah. other thing is, she's talking about uh, Lawrence Olivier, yeah. and is like, "Oh, I can't believe you haven't heard of him and stuff." And, yeah. And, that's but the other like thing. her, her touchstone for who she's, he he's is. That same, well, no, she a, knows he's a famous actor. Sure, yeah. But she but doesn't know anything he's been in no, until she Polaroid goes. Commercials. He's been in those Polaroid commercials, and then Tony's response is, "Oh, yeah. So you think you get like a camera from him at a discount?" 
Right. Like, they're all, they're just babies. Yeah. I feel like fucking Super Shredder watching this. They are babies! Well, what's even better is you know at that moment that she has no idea who Laurence Olivier is. Yeah. Exactly. She goes, oh, I didn't think about getting a camera from him or something like that. Yeah, she's like, oh, that's a possibility. I should ask. Like, as if he sells Polaroids. Yeah. I mean, yeah, oh boy. Just so, all, all that stuff. You know, she again, yeah, is very much drinking tea because every all the fancy ladies she works she with says drink tea. It's much more um, what is refined. Refined, that's the word she sure. uses. Yeah, they all drink tea with lemon. I love when he orders for. Her, he's like, can I get some lemon, lemon with, with some tea. tea over here and a burger, <laughs> a burger and a coffee? And I just love the idea of the fucking waitress being like, "Aren't you fucking schmuck?" And then just bringing him like a whole lemon cut in quarters with like some tea dusted on top of it. Like, that's what you ordered, dickhead. <laughs> Just a glass of lemons. <laughs> a glass like... of lemons with a tea bag in <laughs> it. tea bag. Oh, boy. Drink this, hun. It's very <laughs> refined. <laughs> Go back to busting my hump for you idiots. I mean, they actually seem like they were out at some place that's like, you know, it's not like just a diner. It's got like... It seemed like a diner to me. Oh, see, because it actually had like, you know, like a decent seating area. Oh, that's true. Somebody did come up and take plates away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe she's just like a hostess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Now, I mean, the other date was at White Castle, so that's... (laughs) Yeah, which again, did not go well. Oh, we were talking a little bit about his family life. Uh, He gets a $2.50 raise and he's thrilled. And his boss... His boss feels so bad that he's so happy to get two fifty that he's like, "Fine, I'll give you three dollars." And he's like, "Thank you so much. That means so much to me." Like you, you know. He's like, "You know, you don't even want to look at the." Ch-. He's like, "No, nah, I'm just like, you gave me a raise. That means so much to me. Thank you." He's like, "Fine, I'll give you more." So he ends up going up to bucks. four four buck raise. Yeah. And when he goes home and tells his dad, his dad's like, four bucks. That's nothing." He's like, "It's more than you make down at the unemployment office." And this is like. I was like, this is kind of like heartbreaking. There's two really heartbreaking moments in this. Three, if you count. Uh, Travolta like just tearing up when she like kisses him yeah which is like kind of heartbreaking like it's all very like wow that's sad right um, is when he tells his dad he's like There's only two times you know how many times in my life people told me I was good twice two times he's like once was this raise and the other is Saturday night when I dance and you're just like fuck he's like, he's like you never fucking said it you asshole and then he walks off yeah and I was just like Jesus Christ a you know, four dollar raise in 1977 would be about 16 bucks now. Hell yeah! Good for you, well, Tony. I got the impression that it was four dollars to his check, not four dollars an hour. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, so maybe. I thought it was. I thought yes, it was four dollars to his check, but I'm like, I guess it depends on how many hours he's working. If he is wor- working a full like 40 hour week, then it's a 10 cent raise, right? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Trying to see what other stuff in here. Ugh, yeah. Night, disco night on Bald Mountain that did my head in. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I th- remember that. I think I. That's th- the first bridge scene. Yeah, they're driving oh. in the car and stuff, and it's got like, uh, like a. Um, didn't they do like a? a da, 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 Beethoven. No, you, that's okay. that Robin Thicke song. Uh, <laughs> no, they didn't no. do that. They did it. You're yeah. Right. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah, I missed that. That was when they were at the club. Okay. And then they, yeah, did. And I didn't clock exactly what it was during the um, the, the driving to the bridge, but it was a different like classical. Yeah, I think it was. Mix. I think it was an album. I don't know. Yeah, but they still had like that disco backbeat yeah. though. Oh, it's all disco, baby. Yeah, wall to wall. Yeah, with the exception of Ceiling like whatever um, Stephanie's first dancing to is uh, disco tempo, but it's got uh, like Latin uh, drumming yeah. and a lot of horns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
They Tony... acted like they couldn't dance to No, it. I know. Everybody yeah. fucking abdicates the dance floor, and it's yeah. only her and some dude that's not as good. They fucking acted... They Chevy acted like Chase they... over there. Yeah, it's fucking Chevy Chase. It's not. But it's legally it might not as well Chevy be. Chase. Yeah. They acted like the DJ put on, like, the fucking residence, where it's like, <laughs> oh, it's like acid-free jazz fucking... And, these, and they're just like, we can't dance this. It's like, it has literally the same, like, BPM. Yep. But the... The, the, you know, the beat is on the one and the three rather than the two and the four. Like, what are you even talking about? Well, also, it seems like everybody does, like, routines on their off nights to yeah. then come out with. So I could see that really putting, you know, stick in your tire wheel or whatever. That's the phrase. I don't That's know. the phrase everybody uses. <laughs> Get that uh, stick in your tire wheel. <laughs> putting put a, a, a wrench in your... Boy, I put a real thing. bullfrog in the old cannoli this time, didn't I? <laughs> I mean, that does sound like a fuck-up, yes. Stick tire people. Stick tire people. I couldn't I couldn't think of a euphemism for fucking stuff up. Uh, <laughs> the old frog and the cannoli. Sure. Um, but no, I mean, like, you know, yeah, if you got shit playing and they're not playing your jam, or whatever the 77-era version of your jam is, I don't hustle. know. Hustle. It was your hustle. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. That's your bag. Your yeah. bag, yeah. baby. Yeah, if it wasn't your bag, then what are you going to do about it? You know? You just got to wait until something better comes on. Right, right. actually but, have moves to. Right, but he didn't do that. He went up and complained to the... to the Monty, Yeah, the Monty, the DJ, who is great, who's just like, what's the matter, baby? There's <laughs> <laughs> also, wasn't there a... Um, wasn't there a sequence, I think, with him and Annette and stuff where they were specifically doing pauses in the song? Yeah. yeah. Where, like, the first one, I'm like, oh, they just stopped. That's weird. And I'm like, oh, no, they're they're actually, like, waiting for the, you know, thing to come back. And then they're going to move. And you know. Yeah, they're waiting for Skrillex to drop no. that bass. I mean, oh kind of. But, again, the 77 version of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the 77 version of Skrillex was. I think it was The Residence. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. Um, <laughs> da, da, da. I don't know. Um... I said Tony borrows Bobby's car to help move Stephanie across the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when he finds out that... So I, my note says she's divorced, question mark, but it's that she was just dating a guy or maybe not dating him. It's kind of unclear. I think she was sleeping with a guy from work and they were sort of seeing each other. And But he's very cool. Like, he's very, like, swingery where he's like... Like, he meets... You know, she's like, this is Tony. He's a friend. He's like, hey, what... Russ McGorkin or whatever. He's like, status undetermined. And he's very, like... You know, he's like, I don't know what her deal is. I don't know what the deal is right now. But, you know, it's it's cool, baby. It's all cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, she... He's like, can I get you uh, beer wine? He's actually older and seems to know who the fuck he is. Well, that's the thing. That makes you seem a lot cooler. I think he is to her who she's trying to be to tony right? right like yeah she Maybe. she's trying to come off as more worldly and experienced and like oh i met all these famous people and sh- isn't that impressive but the thing is too, and like, he's she, too she... he's too unhooked from culture to be impressed by these names that she's dropping but also she hasn't entirely put in like the time no 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 to you know to have like experience and an opinion about any of these things so she's just throwing it out because she thinks it might be impressive right yeah, but I think she's trying to be... I think you're right. I think she's trying to be to him what this man is to her. Except that she doesn't have the experience to do that. Right, sure. except this guy's sure. not trying. Yeah. No, he just is. And, right, he's, well, and he's, he's older. Her. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's he's she's 20. 
She works at his office. He's like, oh, I can show you how to work the copier, and, like, maybe we'll sleep together. Right. And so she feels like she has to sleep with him to be able to get where she wants to be. Right. It's. I mean, like, uh, her, like, thing with Tony's basically the same thing as the other really heartbreaking fucking thing in this movie. When Annette comes up to him outside the dance studio and she's just got condoms now. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're, like, they're having, this is... She she tries to make him jealous by like well maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll go with uh, Bobby or you know Joey Joey yeah, or whatever yeah. and he's like yeah fuck you will and he's like I'll be back I'm going to the car and then they go to the car and they have sex and they're having sex and he's like yeah he's like you know are you on the pill or the I O U the I O U which that got a laugh out of me um, well he asked her if she was fixed yeah he keeps saying yeah. are you so fixed? like yeah ugh, cringy wonderful yeah. right yeah they're he's a gem. Um, and, but he asks if she's on the IOU uh, or if she has a diaphragm in. And she's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, no. And he's like, nah, we're done. He's like, give me, just give me a blowjob. And then all his friends come out and they're like, hey, we want to get out of here. And he's like, all right, fine. You, we're done. We're done. And he tells her, like, everything's cool. You had a good time. Yeah. Here's, which is gross. Here's yep. some trivia for you. Oh, boy. It's for that scene specifically. Uh-huh. That's the first time in mainstream movies that anybody has ever used the term blowjob. Oh. Mm. Welcome. Welcome, Blowjob. Welcome yeah. to the show. Golf claps for Blowjob. Golf, golf claps for the Blowjob. <laughs> Dude, they also, they say cunt a lot. Talk about they the Bee Gees. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Yeah, they do say the C word a, a lot. lot. Yeah. There is a bit of like a, a, you know, thing where he's like, okay, like you can pick being a nice girl or you can pick, you know, going with everybody basically <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um which you know that's definitely yeah and that's still... like he's like so which are you and that's like i don't know both and he's like, you can't be both and i was like you can well right. he's a well, I his understand. whole he's life is black not, and white not even just yeah, yeah. the 70s but also that like that's not how gender politics works yeah, yeah, yeah. well yeah sure. i mean well, they're not woke enough for that in any possible realm but nah, like yeah. he was like i'm awake we blow about yeah you know pasta gabagoo i think one of the <laughs> most heartbreaking scenes personally was after she gets basically gang raped by all his friends yeah, yeah. Um, i mean like that that's that's not even heartbreaking like the that, whole thing is just like it happens crushing. really quickly but yeah, it, afterwards she's like the finale of this movie is just like incredibly dark she's yeah. very broken sitting in the back seat of the car yeah and tony turns to her and she looks at him like she's looking for him to be sympathetic she, towards her to or be anything. anything yeah and he says to her well now you're just a cunt yep mm-hmm. he's like you happy now right and it's Ugh. so awful yeah, yeah it's terrible um cuz he's hurt and he wants to hurt her cuz right. he's a fucking baby right yep. Even though he doesn't want to be with her. Right, right, right. But as we said, he doesn't want her to be with anybody else. Right, yep. Or at least not his friends. Yeah. Um, also, I, I am surprised by the scene where he, like, tries to rape Stephanie. Yeah. yeah. It feels really out of character, even though he's not really a great guy. No. But he, he doesn't feel like a rapist I either. Mean, I feel like we do get enough of him earlier ascribing to the whole thing of, like, you know sex is a like you know uh, a what's the word I'm looking for like a, a statement of a masculinity and yeah. of you know like a way of you know having status in that way and so I feel like you know yeah yeah like there's enough of like right that, the, the and logic then also there the is fact that, that it... he just had 
a very big like that that shallow win right where he I actually mean, felt like it was a loss right. and, and so i feel like he's at a point from under where he's trying he realizes, to yeah. recoup that but it's in a way that's not actually viewing her as another person but as a means to an end of like soothing himself and reaffirming his status yeah that's yeah. valid i mean also yeah. He spends a lot of time in this movie not taking no for an answer. So I guess sure. it really shouldn't surprise me that much. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's relentless with all women. Yeah. Even, like, there's that moment... Oh, he's re- yeah, he's relentless with everyone. That woman's walking down the street, and he, like, follows her and then stands in front of her, and she keeps trying to get around him, yeah. and he won't let her go. Yeah. Right. Um, which is real cringy now. I mean, it probably was cringy to women then, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. but it's cringy all around now. Yeah. It's like... Oh yeah, no the yeah the, the 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 sexual politics in this are a mess. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, you know, yeah, to be I expected. Mean, I mean, in the seventies, it's ripe for the picking. Right. Like, I mean, like the seventies, sure, but also like looking at you know your characters again are like they're all teenagers who don't know anything. Sure. You know, and they have nobody. Nobody's telling them. I mean, like not that they would listen potentially but like no one is showing them like this is how to be right they're all like they're all following tony and again we know tony doesn't know shit yeah, yeah i mean also sex is currency in this movie sure. yeah it, it just is oh yeah it's very transactional yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah in the couple of conversations i've had with older women about gender politics you know in some instances it's, it's that you would have the audacity to to speak back to somebody who's treating you like that. And so I almost feel like women didn't have the bandwidth to challenge any of this because it was so frequent. Yeah, probably. And then also the idea that like, oh, well, you can't take a joke now. It's like, I mean, should you have to? And that's the question that like everybody wasn't asking themselves back then. Right. It's like, can, can, can we live differently than this? And, right. Yeah. So. I mean, I mean, we're all, as a society, like, not everyone is asking a question about certain things now. Right. That's yeah. And that's, that's what that's true. what society is. That's very true. You know, that's what you know, societal growth and change is. Is people looking at the system and being like, "This doesn't work," and we're not talking about the fact that it doesn't. So, can we make it work? Right. Right. Well, not even can we make it work, but can we just do something different? Right. Right. I think like the, that's what I mean. The, like, can we can we change powerful. this to where something works? Right. Yeah. Because it's yeah, poorly phrased. Well, yeah, but yeah, it's well, it's 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 that like false equivalency that keeps popping up of like, oh, so you just want to like not do this, and it's like, yes, yeah. Well, then how's that going to work? Well, we need a different system, and then that'll work better because this system is broken. So doing little tweaks to it doesn't fix it. Right. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's like before anyone invented fucking shelves, you just had a pile of your shit in the corner. That's like, oh, so you just don't want to have your shit in the corner? That's like, well, yeah, no, I don't. It's not, I can't get to the stuff at the bottom and then I have to throw everything everywhere and it's a mess. <laughs> so what are you going to do? What are you going to do? do another it's like, corner? I don't know, dude, yeah. but like something, I'll figure it out. And then that motherfucker was like, I, Antonio Shelf, <laughs> have invented a new thing. I'm going to call it Shelf's System of Putting Things Up on a Wall. Antonio and they're like, that's Shelf. too fucking long. We're just going to call them Shelves. And he's like, that's not... Could we, uh, can I patent it? And they're like, too late. That's what happened. And then Ikea was born. His neighbor, Antonio Ikea, 
there. But there were only like six names know. back then. Yeah. There were only like six first names. That's how Dude, they took poison. That's, I mean, that's, you know. <laughs> that's how they took poison. <laughs> it was the style at the time to name your entrepreneurial son Antonio. I mean, that's like, you know, there's Johns everywhere. Joseph. Yeah. There's a lot of probably, names. It's probably why we got Joey and we got JJ, who's yeah. probably also Joey. His name is probably Joseph Joseph. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. Joseph Joseph Manicotti. Yeah. Sure. Joseph Joseph Jr. Joseph Joseph Manicotti Jr. <laughs> the third. You can't. You sure Boo. can. Yeah, you can. Boo. If my name was Joseph Joseph Manicotti Jr. and I named my son Joseph Joseph Manicotti Jr. and then he names his son Joseph Joseph Manicotti Jr., that yep, would be Joseph yeah. Joseph yep. Manicotti yep. Jr. the third. Yep, I hate it. Yeah, I hate it too. I didn't say it was a good idea. I'm just saying I think that's how names work. Yeah. Jermaine Dupree named his son Your Majesty. No, it's not Jermaine Dupree. Wait, isn't it? It is not. Who is it? It is Jermaine Jackson. Oh, it's Jermaine Jackson? Okay. Yes, sir. You're yeah. like, that makes it a little more sense to me. I guess. <laughs> well, and it was because uh, Michael Jackson named his son Prince. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Jermaine was upset. <laughs> so Jermaine named his son Your Majesty. Wow. Oh boy. That's even crazier From pettiness. than yeah, yeah, that's even crazier boy. than what I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, no, uh. that's it. I mean, I'm 99% sure that's the story. Oh boy. boy. Well, if it's not, you can write into the podcast at right hey watch great watches w r i t e h w g w gmail.com. Saying Tina was wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. school me on it or if t- I'm wrong. Yeah. <gasps> Tina was right or Tina was wrong. Please email. But don't do that to Jermaine Dupree. Uh, yeah, no, I, I sincerely, I, I think I have thought for years that it was Jermaine Dupree. It's <laughs> fucking... What? This is a weird show. <laughs> <laughs> like this, this episode in particular is going to be weird. weird. I mean, well, I'm back. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And they're all weird. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, uh, man, we were definitely uh, doing some echoes of fear. <laughs> Okay, not, listen. not the movie Echoes of Fear, but Echoes of our episode Fear. Well, that's just because of the knuckles. It's because of the knuckles and because of the roller coaster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I was actually talking about that recently because I realized that um, in listening to myself on the podcast, I am a different shade of person than I thought I was. <laughs> I yeah. am filthy. And like, yeah. I kind of knew, but like you're, not. Your body. Yeah. The, the fear episode. Body George. Body George. <laughs> Liar George. I love that George. I love that George. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, I would like, I mean, fear is the filthiest you've. And I think ever there were lots maybe. of cuts in oh. fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I cut some stuff. Yeah, because like, yeah, there is a significant a uh, and... dark catalog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, watch Great Watch After Dark. Yeah. <laughs> That's the uh, so OnlyFans you gotta sign up. Yeah, it's just, I guess it's there for. Uh... Yeah, in order Ugh. to get that, you gotta sign up for our OnlyFans. Yeah, you get all right. Pluses and minuses. Pluses, you get a lot of real, real filthy Tina. Minuses, you get a lot of real filthy Pat. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. God, because also Cobra got banned. Cobra. Oh boy. I would, pos- I would posit that he was drunker than you. Yeah, oh, yeah, he yeah. sure was. We, but really, that... we really tied one on that day. Yeah, that was, uh-huh. a good, that was a good episode, though. <sighs> um, so, the only thing in my notes that I feel like we didn't really talk enough about that I wanted to mention is I found it really weird when uh, 
Stephanie and Tony are sitting under the bridge after, you know, his whole, like, you know, who the fuck was that guy thing. Um, and he's explaining the bridge to her and stuff. And, like, it's Span and, Yeah, he knows know. the, the schematics. And, I mean, like, maybe yeah. it's... I, don't, I didn't look it up, so I don't know if those specs are right. Like, he, Yeah, but he, he knows, like, all the dimensions of the bridge. Right, he's like, and, it's like, this, yeah. like, is this much concrete, whatever, and this thing and that thing. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, he talks about a guy died while they were making it um, and is encased in the concrete because he fell when they were pouring it. And then they laugh. Yeah. And I didn't get that. Oh, I get that. Well, okay, I guess it's that still, like, youthful moralness of, like, oh, silly adults dying. No, no, I think it's like, <laughs> I think it's like, oh, wow, that's fucked. Oh, okay. I think it's, you know, I think it's like laughing at a horror movie. Well, okay. he says something like, he calls him a dumb fuck or something. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like there is maybe a little bit of an element of that in there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's both. But yeah, I was I just... Feel, I felt like, you know... He laughs at her laughing, and I think she laughs because maybe it's because he called him a dumb fuck, but maybe it's because, like, well, that's fucking dark, you know? Yeah, well, I, just... I think it was unexpected. He's, yeah. like, listing off this laundry list of stats like, yeah, about the bridge. All, yeah, he's like, and it's all it's all technical specs. It's yeah. like, like, you're almost expecting the scene to end with him being like, I always wanted to be an architect. Right, yeah, yeah. Or like, oh, my dad used to work on this bridge or whatever before he lost his job. And you're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. this is, like, you know, something to do with him as a person but it's just like nah it's just the bridge and i thought maybe he was gonna say something like yeah you know i know everything about this bridge because it's the only way out of town or something you know like it was gonna be like a metaphor oh i i I was taking it very much because i definitely have friends that are just like weird nerds about one particular thing yeah yeah, but i would do armadillo effects yes but tony (laughs) doesn't seem like that okay no but like he is very like technically inclined with that sort of thing i don't know if that's the way i should word it but he like asks at a hardware store and and he asks the guy how much how much how many rooms are you painting or how much how much paint do you need whatever he like knew how to calculate how much paint this guy right yeah i I mean i think we're supposed to understand that like even though contracting right uh yeah so like he probably also has like has been around that kind of stuff and is handy and all that kind of thing and i think we're supposed to understand that like he might seem like a knucklehead which he is yeah but like he has you know he's he has a kind of intelligence it's a very like you know, Tracy's is a very tactile, kinesthetic learning style. Like, it's it's that. It's like, you know, he has these specific reservoirs of knowledge. Right. Um, well, and then without also... being, like, somebody who is, you know, especially... Because, obviously, he's socially inept, you know? Yeah, I and mean... And culturally unaware. I don't, like... I don't think he's any more socially inept than his peers, though. He does fine with... Right, right. But I'm know, just saying, like, him against the, the rest of the world. that they already have. Yeah, sure. Um, but also, I mean, like, he definitely, like, this is stuff that, like, he knows and knows about and everything like that. And it's a much more, like, honest display, I guess, than anything that Stephanie does. Yeah, well, they have weird, they have a weird dialogue that goes back and forth. And he does it a little bit. She does it more. Where there is a lot of putting on. There's this pretend air of intelligence and sophistication and all these things Mm -hmm. and he pretends with her for a lot of it he pretends to know who Laurence Olivier is he pretends to know the the restaurants the restaurants she talks about and the celebrities and she's like oh you've been there he's like no and she's like well then why'd you say you know out out of sight or or far out and he's like it sounds far out to me yeah Yeah. so I mean they both do a lot of pretending but it, it is a moment where he is really genuine and he seems to really i mean we didn't check the facts but it sounds like he knew really what he was talking about yeah 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 i mean like you know uh, we have friends that have 
traveled around and you know I, i've been to this many like different places or whatever and i'm like right but like what did you like what did you get from that mm-hmm. you know like and then i have p- friends who are like oh i've only been to like one other country but like i had this amazing experience and like and they're like oh i, I learned all about the culture and like you know this thing and that thing and, like the way this is and like their food and whatever and you're like oh it's really interesting like you clearly got a lot out of this one place right whereas like oh i've been to 45 places and it's like okay can you tell me anything about any of them? It's like, I've been to them. It's like, okay. Yeah. It's like people have different goals. Yeah. And get different things out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like that where, you know, yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, I talked to this famous person or whatever. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I matter? feel like. You know, how does that matter? The bridge is almost a character in this story. Like, it, we do murderer. see it a lot, actually. Yeah, I mean, we see it a lot. Yeah. It's it a murderer. A yes, it is I know. Yeah. Um, it has killed and it will kill again. But it. <laughs> Hang the bridge. <laughs> I think... I call for the bridge to be put to death. I think in some ways it is sort of symbolic of this way out. This way yeah. out of... Yeah, I really thought watching that is. scene that he was going to have dialogue to that effect. Like, is that what we open on? We open on the bridge, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's All a right, real yeah. shaky shot. It is. Yeah. I said... Made you know, fun of it. She made shot. fun of I didn't it. make fun of it. It is kind of interesting because... She, what she said exactly was... Boy, this helicopter shot's really shaky. No wonder John Woo wants to kill all helicopters. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. word for word. I was yeah. there. No, um, allegedly John Woo saw this uh, film in theaters and it made him motion sick it, and he got furious. It looked like it was kind of windy, and a lot of other helicopter shots that I've seen have either been, I guess, on better conditions for it better or conditions and, used... and different cameras. You right. Know. Um, and I mean, even the drones and stuff, I think use like some kind of gyroscopic. Yes. Oh yeah. Mounts. Drone cameras now are much more advanced than like film cameras were around the time. Sure. And also, uh, just as a, as a, you know, a byproduct of if you're zoomed in rather yeah. than like zoomed out, it's, it looks a lot shakier. Yeah. Shakier and right. grainier and noisier. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, depending on how close they actually worked. So if it was windy and they didn't want to get super close to the bridge for like safety reasons, mm-hmm. or maybe they couldn't legally or, you know, yeah, whatever. Cause airspace concerns and right. stuff. Then, in then case maybe... the helicopter crashes, you don't want it to crash on the bridge. Right. And John Woo's like, I want it. Yeah. <laughs> I want it. Well, the other thing is, is like, there's a scene where he's moving, um, yes. Stephanie's stuff. That's the opening of Taxi. <laughs> the opening of Taxi, right? And there are several taxis in that scene. Well, of course, it's New York. But he's moving her out Rieger. Of, her, of where she was, and she's moving into a better neighborhood or a yeah. better apartment. Well, and she's moving to Manhattan from Brooklyn, I think, is the big deal yeah, about Yeah, but that. they're going over yeah, the like bridge. Yeah, it's like the city proper. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, fancy pants adult city. Yeah. Right, everything that is related to becoming an adult, becoming more of yourself, growing, is sort of... It all ties into this bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's only got a twin mattress, though. Mm. Was it a twin? Yeah. Right. Fit right on the car. Yeah, it's just tied to the top yeah. of that sedan. I didn't think about it. I mean, it's a caddy or whatever that they're driving around in, but it's not yeah. big. No. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. I'm just saying, it didn't look like a big girl bed, is all I'm saying. No. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Times are tough. <laughs> yeah. Apartments are small. Yeah, it's that's, true. you know what, New, yeah, York, real New estate. York estate, I know. Yep. <laughs> 1977. Yep. Well, she had two mattresses, or was it a mattress and a box? Probably a mattress and box, right? Yeah. Either way. 
She had two mattresses, but she sleeps underneath them. She makes them like a pyramid above her. She yeah, sleeps there on you the go. floor. A fort. Yeah, because she heard it was more sophisticated. <laughs> refined. It's yeah. more refined if you sleep under a pyramid. I read that. Michael Jackson said that. <laughs> Homer Simpson sleeps nude in an oxygen tent to preserve his sexual powers. Hey, that's a half truth. Hey, so speaking of Michael Jackson. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> what have I done? Here we are. You know, I just watched a whole thing about Deborah Rowe. Oh, yeah. The woman that he was married to. That whole story's wild. Oh. Dude, uh, but that th- I would argue there's not a Michael Jackson story that is not incredibly wild. That's true. Yeah. Like, I think everything that happened to and involving that man in his life is, like, unicorn level Oh, sure. Unique. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some of it's good well, and some of it's bad. I mean, like, he was a once-in-a-generation talent in a family that... Like, right, big old mess. Yeah. Um, and a deeply damaged person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, you know, it does tend to happen when you put fame on kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, Well, yeah, if you don't I teach mean, them how to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is it is a tough thing. Yeah. It's a tough thing for adults to I think even teaching them how to handle it, it's still yeah. Yeah. difficult oh, yeah. for a child yeah. to manage. Yeah. But And also that level of... Like, I have a yeah. lot of non-famous yeah. friends that had freakouts. Yep. <laughs> you know? I have freakouts all the time, and yep. I've never once been famous. Yep. Yeah. Except for how famous I am on this podcast. It's true. Yep. I am beloved by dozens. I am beloved <laughs> by dozens, and I am the most frequent guest. Yeah, tied for most frequent. Oh, I'm tied. Yeah. yeah. Asterisk. Sorry. All right, fine. We're back here f- next week? I'll be back next week. <laughs> the race is on! Um. Anyway, there's a tie-in here. Apparently, this movie soundtrack was like the best-selling album of all time, and it only got booted by Thriller. Oh. Oh, I, I yeah, absolutely buy that. This, yeah. I mean, it's a good soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great soundtrack. Yeah. Like. And I didn't realize the songs were written for the movie, so that's even more impressive. Yeah, yeah. I think all the Bee Gees stuff definitely was, and then I think they, I don't know if the soundtrack was all Bee Gees. I don't know. I have it, I think, but I don't yeah. remember if it's all Bee Gees or if it's Bee Gees and then like. Yeah, no, the I think it's a couple of songs. Yeah. yeah, but but I'm pretty sure all the BG stuff was like written for this. Yeah, that's well, incredible. and they're all iconic songs. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing is, I think they were working on an album, and then it was like, oh, if I remember correctly, it was that they were, I, I think they were working on an album, and then they were approached to do this, and they're like, oh, well, we'll just do that then. Yeah. Um. So then, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Plus, they were fucking, they're all hit machines. Yeah. The BGs were unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, anything else you wanted to cover? You said you had a couple of things. Did we? Oh, I mean, just that we end with, uh, you know, so Bobby falls off the bridge. Yeah, uh, jumps. Or jumps. I think right. it's, I think it's jumps. Yeah, I mean, like they they make it as like it might be an accident, but it's a little iffy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like yeah, like I I called it as soon as he was like yeah, you know, hey, uh, it's cool that you're borrowing my car. Can you call me later? Cause I need to talk to you about some stuff. Cause I'm tired of fucking up. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, he's not gonna call him. This guy's gonna jump off that bridge. And yep. there sure we enough. are. Yep. Um. And so yeah, uh, Tony shows up at uh, Stephanie's apartment, uh, the next morning. Um, after riding around the subway all yeah, night and stuff. Yeah, been up all and, night. And, yeah, does the whole thing of, like, she's like, you know, what's up with you? And he's like, I'll tell you later. Um, and they, yeah, have, like, a whole thing about, like, he's like, I think I want more out of life, basically, yeah. and stuff. And he's like, you know, I think I'd like to be friends. And she's like, are you sure you can be friends? And he's like, with I a mean, girl? Yeah, yeah. And, he's like, yeah. and he's like, yeah, maybe. 
He's like, like, I'm going to try. Yeah. Honestly, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a shot. Which I also is, yeah, him starting to be self-aware where he's like, I mean, historically, this has not been possible. But, you know, the first step is to want something. Yeah. So, and it ends with them, like, shaking hands and stuff. And a hug. (laughs) And a hug. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no, like, wrap up for anything else that's happened. No. No, it's a hard out. Yeah. It's like a freeze frame and then the credits start rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we didn't really get into, like, his brother and stuff, but I mentioned that, like, his brother's a priest, and he's leaving the priesthood. We definitely and, did. Yeah. And then he um, just kind of disappears and, from Yeah, the he movie. disappears yeah. out of the movie and stuff, but, like, that was kind of a big deal for a minute, and there's, like, a whole thing of, like, oh, like, you know, my parents are pissed off about it because this gave us status, and now that's going away. Right. And everything, and then, yeah, like, they have, like, a, a discussion and stuff where he's like, oh, well, if you're not as good as they say you are, maybe I'm not as bad as they say I am. Yeah. And everything. Yeah, it's kind of where he ha- starts to have this awakening. Yeah, but so, like, we don't go with anything about, you know, the brother or anything like that. He's just gone. Yeah. You know. Tony says he wants to move out and everything to Stephanie. He's like, oh, I'm going to get my own place and everything like that. But, like, we don't know what all happens with, like, his parents or anything. You know, like, we don't know what happens with Bobby's girlfriend. Like, none of this gets yeah. actually... No. There's no... Know, tying up those loose ends no yeah sits yep um i looked up the soundtrack for this oh Oh, good and um the song you were thinking of allison is a fifth of beethoven oh yeah yeah by walter murphy okay yeah and then there's night on disco mountain (laughs) oh by david shire that's fun yeah (laughs) yeah um i'm a big fan of uh sampling classical music and i mean also like i have a whole I have a playlist that includes music with classical instruments with hip-hop backbeats. Mm, yeah. Which I'm into. Yeah, well, it kind of becomes, like, lo-fi, too. Yeah. 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 So, very quickly, Stayin' Alive, released in 1983. Mm-hmm. The plot of Stayin' Alive is... Five years later, Tony Manero's Saturday Night Fever is still burning. Now he's strutting toward his biggest challenge yet, succeeding as a dancer on the Broadway stage. Oh. Ooh. Directed by Sylvester Stallone. No! Stop what? it! Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, boy. Well, I I just found this gem. There are two versions of Saturday Night Fever. Oh, yeah? yeah? There's an R-rated version, which mm-hmm. is the original. Which okay. Which is, I believe, what we watched. Yeah. And then there's an edited PG-rated version from 1979. That has a lot less rape in it, I'm assuming. I'm wondering Maybe if... Maybe not if, cunts. I'm wondering if the last time I saw it, I saw the PG version. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I don't recall so much rape yeah. in this movie. And maybe I just <laughs> didn't... So maybe... Yeah. Or maybe, maybe the movie Maybe the movie's this. The movie is like, they do the dance, they win. He's like, we didn't earn that. Gives the award money, uh, reward money in the in the... In the trophy to you know the other couple they leave and then smash cut to them at her apartment the next morning and she's like what's your deal and he's like i think i want more out of life and she's like okay let's hug and then <laughs> and then the theme from taxi plays do 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 that's the pg version i can't imagine and the pg version must be real short because yeah. like there's a lot to cut minutes. right because yeah, this isn't long to begin with no, right it's no. just under two hours yeah yeah. Oh boy, and yeah, man, they say the c word a bunch. Oh yeah, sure do. <laughs> There's also like random cuts to nudity, like yeah. yeah. I don't know if oh yeah, well because they 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 
post up at a bar that's got a go-go dancer right. twice. Yeah. The once is just when Tony's talking with Annette, and I think the second time she's just some somebody's there. Yeah, Maybe I don't we're just back who. on with yeah the same girl in the same uh, silver bikini. Yeah, I actually think that's just like extra footage from the first time they were there. Yeah. They used to like set the scene again, so you'd know where we were. Sure, right. I think because I thought about that, I was like. That's the same outfit, and like yeah. we're not actually showing any characters. Mm-hmm. She's in the good, room. by the way, though. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, I think she talks to Tony when he first comes oh! in. Oh, wait, is that who? Like he was asking if they know Stephanie, or was that somebody else? I think no. Uh, I there think, was uh, a girl in a silver dress near the guy that was counting like door oh, money, I yeah. guess. Maybe, but I but it wasn't like the same thing that the go-go dancer was wearing. Could so be. I don't know. A dress that Fran Drescher is in now? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I definitely had notes and I skipped over that. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah she's Drescher. Connie. Connie, yeah. Or something. Uh, and oh, she boy. comes up and hits on Tony. Yeah. She's like, are you as good on a da- uh, are you as good and bad as you are on a dance floor? And he's like... She's going with that gum. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, and she's great. Yeah, yeah and, and he's like, you know... She looks really good in this. Yeah, she's like, you want to dance with me? And he's like, sure. Seriously. And they're out there dancing. Yeah. You know, he's like, you know, Connie, if you're as good in the bedroom as you are on the dance floor, you must be one awful fuck. Yeah. And she's like, well, then why do they give me flowers? Uh, you know, why is so many <laughs> yeah. of them send me flowers the next day? And he's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe whatever. And he goes, maybe dead. they thought you were dead. Dude, I, in my heart, I wished for that line and then it delivered. God, yeah, it's, that's, and she like laughs it's and then he's so like, I'm out of here. And he starts, that's when he starts like his solo dance kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, which like he, you know owns it yeah it's so he's it's so incredible. good yeah so funny. i think that's the you should be dancing i think that's when they play that yeah, yeah. um i did see in the trivia apparently uh he got pissed off because when they had first cut that scene it was a chest up shot so they were oh. in too close and he was like you know no i worked too hard on this it's yeah. gotta be a full body or nothing right good call yeah because it's fucking great here's the thing man as we were watching this i'm like you know they shot the dancing pretty well like yeah. you can you can see what's going on and you know the moves everybody's making and it just it looks really good and you get a good feel of the space that they're in yeah yeah there's a lot of cool shots cool yeah. angles yeah and, like panning yeah. yeah plus baby light up floors <laughs> yeah and a light up ceiling and a light up ceiling oh God. a smoke machine smoke machine smoke machine i need one of those yep yeah no um a lot of smoking indoors, which again, like always, oh, just even on smoking. the subway, everybody's yeah. chain smoking. Yeah, he's on the subway. Yeah, he's smoking on the subway. He, he puts an order. Smoking in the hospital. Uh, he puts the 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 lemon with the tea order in and stuff, and then lights a cigarette. And I'm like, oh yeah, you could just do that then, huh? Remember those days? Yeah. I don't. That's the thing. Oh, <laughs> well, my age is showing. Yeah, no, I <laughs> I was just able to go to bars. When they banned smoking in bars, I had maybe a month or two of it. Oh, yep. I was literally sitting in a diner when they um, they made an announcement that you'd no longer be able to smoke indoors. Oh, so like everybody lit their last ceremonial cigarette. Oh, yeah. Wow. I remember being asked smoking or non-smoking going into Wendy's when I was like a youth. Yeah, but that had gotten you know thrown out way before I was ever a smoker. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, when I was really young, I remember going places and, you yep. know, it, that being a, a thing. But, yeah, that had phased out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know when they banned uh, smoking in restaurants in, in Pennsylvania. But yeah. But the, the bars thing, it was, like, 
you know, I don't know. What year did I turn 21? God. <laughs> it was whatever that year was because then a couple of bars were like. It was like, 1975. A couple of bars Everybody was had, doing the electric slide. A <laughs> couple of bars had like, they would put ashtrays out at a certain time of night or uh, they would have specific rooms that you could smoke in. And then a lot of that got phased out within the next couple of years. Hey, you got to take that to the smoke hole. Yeah, uh, Tattooed Moms had the, the second floor in the bumper cars. You could, yeah. You could still smoke in there. I room. remember. Yep. I was making a joke. Okay. Sometimes. <laughs> Yo, say things. Random side note, speaking of the electric slide. Did you know that Tina Turner's Nutbush City Limits is, like, massive in Australia? Huh. And they have a line dance for it. It's no, like their electric slide. <laughs> and they teach it in schools there. Oh, boy. And they call it the nut bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Australia. Wow. Boy, you guys are fun. I, I don't think I can mock that too hard because I definitely had to learn square dancing and line dancing in school. Yeah, but was it called like the jizz mop? No. <laughs> no. Or anything? No. Everybody do the spooge basket. Ew, come on. I didn't make it up. You did, just now. (laughs) The cummy strut. Oh, no. That's what Travolta's doing in the opening of this movie. That's true, yeah. Young, dumb, and something else. Yeah. He's really swinging that paint can, too. He really is. I'm so happy he didn't clock somebody. (laughs) If they were making, like, scary movie-style parodies at the time, that would have been the opening to one of them. Yeah. Oh, boy, yeah. Somebody just, like... Paint can to the face. Staying alive, staying alive. Ah! And then they would have, like, swung it and spun and just, like, somebody's chin would have been fucking skyward and then they would have fallen right down. Uh, Now most people know the Bee Gees just for how to do CPR correctly. Yeah. Because staying alive is the beat you're supposed to do for chest compressions. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep, if you're ever... You know, having to do CPR, that's what you gotta do. Ha, 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 stay alive, stay alive. And they stay alive. Yeah, yeah. you can you can remember because <laughs> they're mnemonic. Yeah. That's like super fortuitous. That's yeah. very helpful. Yep. In terrible situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh God. Shit, oh, they're dying. Oh, uh, what's that song? What's that song? What's that? I know. Uh, alive by Pearl Jam. Oh boy. <laughs> well, Close, but <laughs> I'm still alive. Like, he's been dead for ten minutes. Oh no! Stop. Are you? Did you start doing Jeremy now? You need to stop. He's dead. Oh boy. <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> wow. So do we want to do uh, our our you know our verdict? Sure. Uh, well, Tina, you you chose this. Uh, chose this film, so if you would like to go first, you can. Um, I think it's a great watch. I think it's fun. It's weird. It's very timely. Um, Travolta's great in it. Yeah. Agreed. He's not particularly likable. I don't think any of the characters are particularly likable. Yeah. Um, maybe Bobby. The plot. The grandmother. The plot kind of drops off at the, the end. The paint, paint, paint store guess- boss. I was gonna say she, yeah. she just wants uh, the paint store boss, everybody right. to eat, and for uh, Tony to stop strutting around in his skivvies. That's true. Yeah, she wants what we all want. Attica. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I think the dance scenes are great. I like dance movies. I just yep. find them enjoyable. Um, 
I like I think the cuts and the the lighting and the directing is fun. Um, it's got a real, real heavy seventies vibe. Not beyond the obvious, like just yeah, the, yeah. the film style and the yeah. directing style. Um, so I enjoy it. I like watching it. Um, yeah, I would also say this is a great watch. Just make sure that you know what you're getting in there for. Yeah. Cause yeah. Yeah. There's, we Again. didn't get into it too much, but there's some, also some very offensive language that yeah. is, oh, yeah. it's just used, it's just there for like, to, to give the world some shape. It doesn't come to anything. Like there's some, you know, there's some stuff thrown around at the Hispanic gang and stuff, mm -hmm. but like you expect that kind of, I'm not saying it's good or okay, but like you expect it cause it's like a fight. Right. Mm -hmm. But then they're just like harassing this gay couple who are walking, just like walking by yeah. and it's got nothing to do with anything. And, you know, you're just like, ugh, that's foul. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're throwing out a bunch of fucking racial shit, like, way early. Yeah. It's not constant, but it does pop up continuously on and off throughout the film, so. Yeah. We even had a minor discussion while we were watching it about how, like, you know, like, that's how gangs tend to segregate is within certain racial groups. Sure, and yeah. And stuff. Yeah, especially like... then, it was, you know, it was more like, yeah, you're, because it was both um, geographical as well as, uh, you know, ethnic or whatever. Yeah. Because, like, um, you tended to live around people of the same, you know, racial right. or whatever and the, and then religious also, groups. Things you know. were put in place, you know, like redlining and stuff yeah. that ensured yes, that absolutely. minority communities stayed out of white areas. Yeah, now it's a little more of geographical base. You know, it's like this side of town, you know, this neighborhood versus another neighborhood. Sure, yeah. And, like, you know, there might be... Like it might be predominantly like you know this group or that group or whatever, but like I think it's a little it's a little less cut and dry. Probably. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's a gang I would want to join. The AARP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your well, turn, Hunter. What'd you think? Um, yeah, I I was actually like when I was like, yeah, we should do a verdict. I immediately had this moment of panic where I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna say. Um, but I really I think this is like incredibly like. It's, I think it's really well made. And like, uh, Tina, like you said, like, I think Travolta's really goddamn good in it, even mm -hmm. though he's, yeah, completely unlikable. But like, a character shouldn't have to be likable for it to, for you to be like, it's, he was good. You know, right. like, yeah. It's a really good and interesting performance, especially from Travolta seeing the rest of his career and like what he does and is capable of and, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, he makes some really interesting choices, like I said, uh, like earlier on. Um, he's great. The dancing is great. BGs are great. And yeah, I think it's everything other than that stuff is also really well done and competent um, and interesting. Like you never, I was never bored at all. Right. It's very short, like, you know, it's under two hours. Um, and there's always so yeah, much right. going on. It's not dragging because if there's not like drama happening, then there's, then it's dancing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's pretty like decent right yeah dancing. like the, yeah. there's not like big exposition heavy scenes where you're like yeah i don't care about that like nobody's like well the rec center needs to like you don't you know it's nothing you don't care about it's just like everybody coming up and being like uh hey tony i want to go have sex with this girl and you're like boy this is all crazy and then they're like <laughs> oh they're dancing again you're like cool 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 <laughs> yeah no um yeah i would say this is a great watch this is a strong recommend yeah it's just not the feel-good hit of the summer no if you think this is yeah step up to the streets it's not it's not that no No, you're not gonna be like oh i can throw this on at like a sleepover do not do that yep do not do that this yep. is the 70s things were wild new york was dangerous 
Yeah, I mean, also it's it's fun as like a reflection of what that city was like at the time, you know? Yeah, we don't get a ton of New York. We get enough to Yeah. Yeah, get a get a taste for it. Yeah, and so I mean like got a bunch of meatballs driving a car in a club barracuda. That was a boy. Ugh. That sequence is wild. I knew that was coming too. Like that was the thing I remembered from the last time I watched yeah. it. And when it happened, I was still like, "Holy shit!" That was another thing that was well telegraphed: is that Double J is a fucking psychopath, and he's <laughs> gonna do something crazy that's gonna kill somebody. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, they do have him just like his bick is like jacked up to like yeah, a five inch right. flame, and he's just constantly lighting it and staring. At it. Yeah. I mean, also even when he lot... wasn't staring at fire, he's got like bug eyes where I'm just like. This dude's got crazy eyes, and I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He looks like the heavy, like... Yeah. Yeah. He stares through people, and it's uncomfortable. Yeah, he's a and dick. I think they're also a little too close together, but maybe that's just <laughs> what he's doing with his face. I'm not sure. He pushed his oh, eyes together boy. for this movie. Oh. <laughs> um, like Rango. There's not a, a scratch on that car, either, so that tells you a lot about cars in the 70s. Oh, yeah. It's not even remotely well, damaged. Like, he drove that car through a fucking garage <laughs> like, and just backed it out. Yeah. <laughs> None of the panels match. But no, she yeah. runs like a dream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ugly as sin, but she puts out. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Only for the knuckle. Oh. You're welcome. <laughs> Stop ringing my bell. It needed to be done. It's like when Pop Pop was ringing the bell. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Um, Tina, thank you. So much for coming back. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is so weird to be in the presence of people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Like, now we will, um, theoretically, we don't have a peek behind the curtain. We don't have anything scheduled after this is, like, the most recent episode we have scheduled. Yeah, this was the first time that we started having friends that were vaccinated and we are vaccinated. And yes. so we can, you know, actually start seeing people safely. And, uh, you know, but we've also just generally been kind of busy. So we're yeah. trying to... You know, we got stuff planned. Um, stuff there's a lot out. of stuff yep. coming up for the Movie John site and for oh. the Movie John Patreon and That's all right. kinds of fun stuff. So I'm not saying, I'm not promising every episode going forward is going to be uh, with a guest, but we're going to definitely have a lot more guests now. Yes. They're all me. They're all, yeah. She's got to crush that lead. Mm-hmm. Beerwin will never catch up. He's stewing right now. <laughs> I, I, I hope he calls you out on Legends of Philadelphia. Oh, man, please do. Got this rivalry yeah. <laughs> on, yeah, the, on my other it's podcast. It's a fucking crossover episode. Hell yeah. We're going to try to have them boys on soon. Uh, whenever they're all comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so Tina, is there anything you would like to direct uh, anybody to anything? Uh, your social media or any uh, projects or anything you're working on? Or? No, I mean, we could be friends on social media if you want to, but I don't post very much. Mm. Yeah. So no. But like if you if you listen to me on this podcast and you find me entertaining, I'd like to know it. So send me a friend request. There you go. As always, you can uh follow us on Instagram and Twitter. It's at HWGW Podcast on both of those platforms. Or you can write us at, at Right Hate Watch Great Watch. That's W R I T E H W G W at Gmail dot com. Yes. You can get us every other Wednesday. That's every, every other, other Wednesday. Wednesday on moviejohn.com or wherever you get podcasts. Uh, as always, please like, subscribe, five-star review. You can write anything you want in the review, uh, but, but please, five like stars. stars. Yeah, 
We need all the stars. Just like Grand Theft Auto. Give us all the stars. Unleash all the police helicopters. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't, isn't that bad in the Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, but it's I the most it fun. It fun. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. But I mean, like... Because you can drive around cl- clipping pedestrians yeah, with your car sure, for a while, sure, but sure. then at some point you hit five stars and they're just like, send tanks in to get this guy. Yeah. And you're like... Everybody! Yeah, it's, yep. yeah, it's Gary Oldman. Yep, yep. Get me everyone! Yeah. Do you want to stoke the flames? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and leave a five-star review and just... You know, let us know who you prefer to hear more from. Me yeah. or Brian Bierman. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's you're it's you're either a Beatles man or an Elvis man. Who I mean, you know I liked both, but whatever. Well I was definitely Cool, I was doing this whole thing where I was uh trying to stoke the flames a little bit and you were like, Well, you know, I just wanna throw this little damp blanket on the flames. I don't want the flames to get too <sighs> Whatever. Stoke I was gonna say flames. if you if you twist my arm about it, I was definitely very into Elvis. You know, for my early years, yeah, yeah. I, think I, I grew about up uh, more episode. of a Beatles fan, but yeah. um, you know, I'm obviously, uh, I enjoy both. Yeah, which one am I? Whatever you want to be, baby. Yeah, you're the one here now, so you get. I'm probably Beerman is way more Beatles than I am. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm real flashy. It's true. Okay, and you yeah. can't see because it's not a visual medium, but she's been just doing crazy hip things the whole time. The whole time. Ed Sullivan is just I can't very keep them uncomfortable. Under <laughs> Ed Sullivan's like, shoot her from the waist up. That's that's why I, that's why I got a voice for radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, subscribe to the Movie John Patreon for as little as five dollars a month. Um, you get a lot of bonus content, some of which involves us, uh, and some of which will involve us a lot more uh, going forward. We have a lot of stuff planned. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be worth it, and um, you'll make all of our lives a little bit better. Get uh, in on the ground floor, guys. Yeah, really. And um, yeah, thanks for listening, um, Tina. Thanks for coming. Thanks for bringing this movie, Allison. Thanks for doing this with me as always. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for doing this with me as always, and remembering our entire, you know, back of the thing litany because I would definitely have had to think a little harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alright. Bye. 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 Stick in your tire wheel or whatever. That's the phrase. That's the phrase everybody uses. (laughs) Get that ah. stick in your tire wheel. Putting, putting a, a, a wrench in your... Boy, I put a real bullfrog in the old cannoli this time, didn't I? <laughs>